Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. I'm your host again, Corny J. We are here in the building with my co-host, as always. First and foremost, we're going to talk to the Duke of all nerds, Jason Number 8. What's going on, Jason? What's up? What's up? Is that the thing people still say now? Like, what's up? Do <laughs> I don't know if they... Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get that off. <laughs> uh, and we're here with all, as always, with Token, Jaren. Jaren, what is going on? Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> Okay, so we got a hot and heavy show for you this week because uh, we've already argued enough in pre-production. So we hope to keep the arguing to a heavy content base, but low on yelling at each other a minimum. So we're gonna try. Know. I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna oh. try my best because I already know it's all me. We might ruin some off the rails sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing we're gonna go off the rails with is that we're gonna do what everybody loves so much. Our top three. Ah, I got it right this time. Top three, not top ten. <laughs> top three. Things that we, good things we want to say about M. Night Shyamalan. As everybody knows, he has a very suspect and sketchy career, and a lot of people have a lot of vitriol for him, but some people still seem to love him. So I figured we could have some fun here and think about three nice things that we feel about M. Night Shyamalan. I, I'm gonna begin here because I feel like it's gonna go downhill from me on here. Uh, I'm gonna say he gave us two classics in the sixth sense and an unbreakable. And Unbreakable is one of the better superhero movies that nobody talks about ever because it is a superhero movie. So I'm going to say that's a nice thing. He gave us two classics and two movies that when I saw in the theater, I thoroughly enjoyed. And this is before, you know, we knew that he was doing Twist. So it was a good thing and refreshing to have something like, oh, that seems like that's pretty awesome. And moving on. So that is my number three thing. Nice that I think about M. Night Shyamalan. Let's go to, to the Duke of all nerds. <laughs> what do you have? Well, as Thumper's mom said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So, no, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm going to say. Um, I want to have to kind of uh, echo what you said. When M Night Shyamalan is on, he's on fire. Like when he does like a good movie, it is going to be a classic. Unfortunately, he hasn't done a good movie in like 20 years. But <laughs> when he gets it all, when he's working all together, it's going to be a classic. So. When he's on, he's on. You can't you can't deny that. So that's my number three reason why I guess nice thing to say about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Jaron. Tokyo. Yeah, nice thing to say about in my Shyamalan. It's really funny that you bring up Unbreakable, but you don't talk about Split because Split's a fire movie. Yeah. He said he it's said really he, put, good. he he says the most nice things about M Night, and he said Two classics, which means he <laughs> absolutely cut split out of that equation. Three so. classics, then. <laughs> I don't. I don't think split's a classic. I think it's a yeah, really can, good movie. He can, he can run a franchise into the ground like nobody's business. James McRoy's performance in Split oh. is a classic performance. It's a classic. I don't think yeah. movie's a classic. Yes. Yes. Good. Good actors can power through bad directing. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say, I guess my first thing is man knows how to run a franchise into the ground. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> that is a good thing. It means he's we don't work, get endless so sequels of garbage. <laughs> All right, then I guess, uh, my number two, I will say he is the director and writer who I, I feel like in the Marinere has popularized the twist aspect in movies. Like before he was going on, nobody was going into movies like hey, I'm going to try to figure out what this ending is going to be. Like, I think he brought that revolution into where people are like, going to the movie, then I'm trying to figure out the ending or what the twist is, et cetera, uh, which I think also hurts a lot of his movies too as well because I think a lot of people don't really pay attention because they're so trying to figure out 
what's the, going to be the hook at the end. So, but I will say that's the little thing though. He did bring that into the consciousness of our like cultural society that, Hey, this movie may have a twist and we, yeah, I'm not saying he's the originator. I'm just saying he popularized it. So the twist is my number two good thing to say about him. Already. Uh, Jaren may disagree with me on this, but my number two thing is for him is uh, overall like shot composition and scene structure. He's really good at setting a, a shot and setting a scene. Um, those th- do those scenes connect to a cohesive whole? Not all the time, <laughs> but like when you are taking like you could take pretty much any scene from any one of his even his terrible movies and look at it and be like, this is a well constructed, well thought out, well planned scene. That ends up going nowhere. <laughs> so, Spoilers. Not about the, that doesn't apply to the movie we're about to review. <laughs> um, to, maybe to, not to Jaren, but to me, I'm like, some of these shots are really, really inspired. And some of these c- scenes are really well constructed. So that would be my number two. Nice thing to say about this dude. Oh, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, two uh, movies that come to mind, which one, I think we, me and Jason would agree on is probably good. The other one's uh, uh, signs. He does a great job with signs. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the one that we probably agree is trash, but he does a really good job with the village. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of his... shots in the village that are fucking mm-hmm. amazing. It just I agree it's, with you it's just a good movie. It's just, it's just a good movie. <laughs> Honestly, I would say the village is good up until the twist, and then it yeah. just goes and shits all over itself. Oh, like, so the whole reason we're watching the movie is bad. <laughs> Got it. No, <laughs> that's not the whole reason we're watching the movie. We're watching the movie. Maybe that's the whole reason you're watching the movie. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie to go to escapism, and for the first, you know, ninety-five percent of the movie, I was escaping into their idyllic world of brightly colored robes and shit <laughs> that was just left of the fucking freeway. Yeah, just left. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, planes flying yeah. overhead because that's something <laughs> that a rich person can do. <laughs> Yeah, hey, no fly zone, baby. No fly zone. <laughs> yeah, they just hand those out to people. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, they don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess my my second decent thing to say about M. Night is, uh, regardless, he adapts a lot of other people's work. He typically doesn't write much of his own stuff, and one could argue that when he does, it's probably his better work, and then when he's adapting other people's work, it's probably his lesser work. But um, I guess my second good thing to say about him is that uh, when he takes uh, subject matter that clearly is about varying degrees of Asian characters, he gives all those poor white actors jobs and lets them just whitewash the whole thing. God bless you, M. Knight. Gives all, all right. those unwork, un, unemployed white actors a job. <laughs> those, those, those poor underworked white actors. Give them all the so It's so money. hard to make it as a white person in Hollywood. <laughs> Thank you, M. Knight. All right. Uh, my number one nice thing to say about M. Knight is um, he shitted on Avatar so bad that we'll never see anything worse than that from this. So we've already hit the bottom. We can only go up from here, baby. So my nice thing to say about him is that you've hit the bare bottom. It can't, nothing else that they make in Avatar can ever be worse than that. So that's the most thing I can nicest thing I can say about M Night Shyamalan. Thank you for showing us what the worst can look like. So now we only can expect the best. Rock bottom. We know to where you. we we know where the bar is. Yeah. All you have to do is step over. <laughs> right, right. You don't even got to step. You can really yeah. just like Limp you can roll. <laughs> yeah, you can like just you know arch your foot and you just put All it down and it will go over. <laughs> All right, my Jason. number one thing. 
that I like about M. Night Shyamalan, and I actually like about him, regardless of his shitty movies or not, is that he has a very, and, and Jaren kind of kicked in this, whether it's adaptive stuff or stuff that he is um, creating from, him, from himself, he has a very good imagination. Like, a lot of his movies aren't seen things that we would see in any other mainstream movie, pretty much. Like, uh, from from Seven to Science to even The Village, like, he's got a good imagination. It's He's not good at executing what he has in his head, but other than that, like, I think, you know, he's got a, he's got at least somewhat of a vision. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess my number one, um, he'll die soon. <laughs> he'll, one day you know the world will end. The, the heat death of the universe will happen and no one will ever know. I want to, I want to call out his bravery. Um, he is a brave director in that he will write a story about aliens that are stopped by a wooden fucking door. Uh, they can traverse the Gulf of Space, but wood doors, man, that's it for them. They're going to wave their and, little fingers under it and create some shadow puppets, and then they're going to fuck off. And uh, they're also going to try to attack a planet that's 80% poison. Genius. <laughs> I mean, the bravery behind his storytelling is second to none. Um, fuck signs. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I can't defend the door thing because even a raptor could open a door. <laughs> I will agree with Lover you there. Girl. <laughs> but I can just imagine so like this <laughs> physicist from another world like figures out how to travel like through through planet warm planet. poles and, and yeah. through other planets and is like what the fuck is this? Maybe, maybe on their planet they've gotten so far where all their walls and doors open for them, and this generation has been raised. It's for so many generations while having to open a door, but they were just like, oh, what the f- what? Why do you do? Why doesn't it just open? We got so smart, we got stupid. He can't mm. get the door open. Like, this door don't open. <laughs> right, right, right. You're like, hold on. Like, this. It's like my kids in like dial tone. They don't know what dial tone is. They haven't to pick up a regular house phone. Or, so, or like, I couldn't expect them to hear dial tone and be like, you know what that is? And they'll be like, I don't know. The phone's just making yeah. a noise that's not ringing. So I'm like, them, they're like, oh, we don't have any yeah. doors on our planet. So we're like, what the? And, what and do I we, do? And we don't, that's we why. don't pick the phone up and talk to an operator immediately. And, and we're not on a party line either, which or is not so how to do a horse. But that's why he put his hand yeah. under the door, Jared, because he was trying to lift it up because their doors slide up. Oh, that's is that why. right? See? We saw All that in the movie. Sense. We saw All that in the movie. All makes sense, man. Yeah. You got to think, my brother. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening to another edition of our top three list please remember to like share subscribe follow us on all things head cannon circus please go share this out to people and comment below what are your thoughts on m night Shyamalan? can you think of some nice things that we forgot to say can you think about some nice things that jaren forgot to say please share that with us as you go on through this journey with us let's go ahead and jump into the quick segment we like to call geek news so Got a lot going on in here. So we got one. Did you ever imagine you wanted more Blade Runner? Where all the director cuts, uh, you know, side extended cuts and all the things that, you know, you thought you never needed, but you need it. Well, yep. they're giving you more. They're giving you more than 2049. They're going to give you an anime with Adult Swim teaming up with Crunchyroll to bring you Blade Runner Black Lotus. So this is going to be a collab, like I said, with Adult Swim, and it's going to be with Crunchyroll. This is going to take place between Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, and they said it's going to be released this fall. Jason, number eight, your thoughts? 
Oh, I love Blade Runner. Yeah, give me give me anime Blade Runner. I'll watch it. 100%. Jaren, your thoughts? Wait, is it anime or animated? Anime. I'm assuming it's going to be anim- anime. But it's but it's by some dudes here in Georgia, right? If it's Adult Swim. Anime hey. inspired, Jaren. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I mean, I'm on board. I, I was a big fan of the series. So, yeah, yeah, bring it. All right. Our next bit of news for the day. She went from singing in the heights to now swinging in the heights. We have just got casting news for the new Batgirl for, I guess, the DC Cinematic Universe. Her name is Leslie Grace. And from my terrible, terrible joke and pun at the beginning, she was in in the heights. Um, Jaren, you got to look at her. Good, bad. She's a Latino woman, so she's not playing traditional, you know, white, black, you know, Batgirl. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, she's gorgeous. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, her looks if, do not if, define her character, Jaren. That's fair. <laughs> if she can act half as good as she looks, I'll be happy. Touche, touche. Jason, number eight, your thoughts? Hey, I'm I'm all for it. I, you know, even though I'm you know wishy washy about just changing a character's race versus actually making a character based with that race in mind, um, I'm still gonna watch this shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know, and I know we did a whole segment about race swapping too when I showed Yeah, I like this one, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the reason, that, and it's a fucked up reason, so let's go ahead and let me get all the hate mail. Gotham City's supposed to be a fucking shithole, a desolate yeah. waste of space. Everybody I'm should be pretty black. sure. Oh, I, I did that. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't have to say it. I was say everybody in Gotham City it's should be black. Literally the, black. The DC yeah. version of Flint, oh. Michigan. It's everybody yes. should be black. Yeah, it's straight up yes. Detroit. Yeah. So for me, it's very believable that Jim Gordon probably got with a Latino woman in Gotham City and buried mm-hmm. her and had a kid. That that makes perfect sense to me in my mind. Like I'm just surprised no that Bruce Wayne just keeps finding the one white orphan that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> like he's finding them like, "Oh, you're a white orphan. You're my like Ooh, you're robbing now, buddy." <laughs> hey, orphans. Look. They're they're not, they're not white. <laughs> oh, he's a Imagine millionaire. The graveyard he... behind Wayne Manor of the people who didn't pass that. Test. <laughs> Like, let's give the perspective. He's a billionaire son who's raised by a British guy. I'm pretty sure he has some supremacy in him. But that's another <laughs> topic for another day about Batman and his supremacy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Going on to the next one. Uh, do you all remember that epic scene when Gus from Breaking Bad pulls out of his ship and breaks out the Darksaber? Well, yes, you too can relive that moment because Disney, like all things, are cashing in like always, and they have officially released the dark saber as a toy that you can go buy. So when I looked it up, they have the going rates for the black series, Mandalorian darks, dark saber force FX elite elite lightsaber is available for pre-order for $405. Hmm. And that starts shipping out on September 1st. And then they have the Hasbro pulse version of it. That's going out for $249. And that is going to be shipping on October 1st. Um, we're going to start with Jaren because we know he's going to be a hater. Jaren, yeah. your thoughts on the dark saber being ha- a part of? Has, the, you know? has, but yeah, first of all, love the Mandalorian, and 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 I love that you called him Gus from Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, he yeah, Moth Gideon. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, Moth Gideon. Um, uh, Hasbro has no fucking no fucking stance to to throw a two hundred dollar toy out. You fucking Hasbro, that motherfucker <laughs> at top. Should be forty nine ninety five because you're <laughs> fucking Hasbro, okay? The fuck out of here! Oh my god! Fucking oh my god! All right, Jason. Piece of plastic. I mean, at the price point, it seems like it would be uh, a well, you know, made thing. Uh, most a lot of lightsabers that you, you know, 
like really good ones are going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. So hopefully yeah. it's it's not just put it out there just to be competitive, but put it at that price to be a well made some a well made thing. But as Darren said, Hasbro has no fucking right yeah. <laughs> to yeah. put anything out that's two hundred bucks. Or they know they yeah. can milk fucking Star Wars fans because they'll buy just about anything. <laughs> Did anybody else whoa, think that? Yeah, all fans will buy about everything. This is a safe space. Yeah, that it yeah. didn't look that good. Like compared to yeah. a real lightsaber, when I saw, like, I love the Mandalorian. I love everybody in it. I love the characters. I love the story. I am a, I am a stand for the Mandalorian. I am not a Star Wars person. I fucking love the Mandalorian. When he pulled that dark saber out, I was like, "This is the dumbest looking motherfucking thing I've ever seen." Because they've Whoa, already got a better got looking thing. Dark saber. Oof. That shit is fucking Mandalorian. The Great's fucking dark saber. It's just hard to bring a black lightsaber in life and make it look good in, re- in live action. Okay, is that what it's supposed but to on be? On the fucking cartoon show, it's amazing. Check your fucking mouth. Yes, right. yes. I haven't seen the cartoon version of it. Is it supposed to be a black lightsaber? Yes. Is that what the? Because all I yeah. saw was like I thought it was a metal sword that had like a little bit of white light going no. around it, and that was the saber part. Like no, it was just a like a like a discount saber. lightsaber. It's a black lightsaber, which is you can't. Yeah, I got you. Well, yeah, then the it needs saber. to be completely velvet black and devoid of all light. I yeah, okay. <laughs> Just sucks in light. Okay. Yeah, all yeah. Right. All right, all right. All right. Go on, cool. moving on, moving on, moving yeah, on. Yeah, we're gonna move on because we're not gonna convince the Trek fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, third place, baby, third place, third place. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, guys. Um, <laughs> no way home, Spider Man just popped with a new outfit that is a crossover of Star Trek. And Doctor Strange upgrades and on a pop model uh, doll. Oh, I guess I call it action figure. However you want to look at it. Um, it's not an action figure. Because <laughs> well, you can't do it any action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jaren, what are your thoughts on the outfit that uh, uh, Mr. Out- Parker's rocking? Uh, the outfit looks cool. Um, fuck pops. Get Q figs. That's it. <laughs> All right, Jason, number eight. Thoughts? I think it looks pretty cool. I wish I had the time to collect pop vinyls, but I don't. But I know people who do, and I'm go go and get it so I can look at it at your house. <laughs> oh man, I just realized I got some pop items the other day from my homeboy Rico. He gave me uh two black Captain Americas, uh one with <laughs> one with the wings, one without, <laughs> and he gave me uh a Ellen Ellen Ripley. In the, the power loader, and he was like, Oh, listen to the episode because he had got it before we did the episode of female heroin. He was like, Oh, this is perfect. And yeah, so I meant to bring that here so I could show them, but another day, another time. I'll, I'll do it probably next week. All right. And that is all I have for Geek and Nerd News, guys. Good job. We we kept that within like eight, nine minutes. minutes. That's that's yeah. a that's <laughs> a record, guys. <laughs> that's the record. <laughs> Kudos to us. <laughs> Let's jump right on into the next topic, which is going to be. Rick and Morty, we are going to do our daily check-in. We have lost the Loki uh, check-in because Loki is done. So now we're just going to focus on Rick and Morty going forward. Guys, your thoughts on this episode. Let's start with you, Jaren. Oh, we're, we're starting with me all day long. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, man. Because um, <laughs> you, got, you got all these hot takes coming later, and we're going to end with you. So I'm getting you out the way early now. So no, no, I uh I absolutely I, I thought this was great. I love the uh I love the 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 pinheads or whatever guys, the, the, the pain, hellraiser people, hellraiser pain demons that just 
got off on every cringy thing Jerry ever said. That I, that whole concept at the beginning was just absolutely won me over. I absolutely loved it. Um, no, it's a good episode. Dug it. Liked <laughs> it. Uh, uh, better than the semen episode. It, 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 it which might be the might be the low point of the season. Jump the shark. Yeah. We'll yeah. Oh, okay. We'll All right. Um, I'm just gonna say I love Jerry centric episodes. That's always my jam when they put Jerry in the spotlight. I think it's great because I mean, it's Jerry's just ah, he's just good. He's like the only, he's like the worst foil for everything, but also the best foil for everything all at the same time. Uh, him getting the song lyrics and karaoke, magnificent. Uh, last thing is, who doesn't wear the same jeans? <laughs> anyway, going to you, Duke of all nerds. Go ahead. Um, I love um, that uh, Beth couldn't hang out at the beginning because someone played Barry, Barry White over the loudspeaker at a horse, and there was a seven horse pregnancy. Like sometimes it's just like, Little stuff like that that really makes you love the show. And I love, like, this was one of the episodes that were just lined with, like, you don't laugh right away. You just, like, heard it. And then tomorrow you're like, what the fuck? That was hilarious. <laughs> Earworm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was a pretty good episode. It's much better uh, palate cleanser after the uh, semen incident. <laughs> that you said is probably jumping the shark for Rick and Morty. So. Jumping the shark. You know, we got 900 more episodes to go, but that... <laughs> where it all goes downhill we become the simpsons <laughs> once again we are going to hold you to that and you can hold us accountable too by commenting below guys please remember to share like and subscribe and follow us here at head Cane and circus on youtube facebook all dsps which includes spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anywhere that you listen and do your thing we are probably doing our thing on there as well and i made sure that sounded extra nasty for all the people out there that like that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our movie reviews. We have a heavy slate here. And just to remind people, we did come up with a system. We'll run through that really quick. Five being, you know, great. One being, you know, uh, trash. So we decided to come up with five rating system. So five, you know, we would suggest buying a ticket or paying for it. Four, if you can see it at home or rent it or something like that, as I go to say, go to your local Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> see that. <laughs> Get it from your, your barbershop, dude. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Three, uh, we consider that streaming and et cetera, if you want to stream it. Two, we consider that premium or, you know, regular network TV. And then one, you can miss it. We're all going to have our variations of that. So you'll probably hear us say the number first and then have our comment of, you know, how we suggest the movie. So with that being said, our first movie up to the plate, which you're going to have the most fun with is the latest from M. Night Shyamalan. It is old. So again, I kept going with Jaron first because he has a very distinct feeling about this. So we're going to go to him last. And I'll jump it off because I think Jason Umbrey is going to have a more of a deep dive than I will. And I think Jaron's mm -hmm. going to have the deepest of all dives going forward. <laughs> um, for me, this was just, a, a, I feel like this was a Twilight Zone episode. It was a bottle episode. It kept you pretty much in pretty much one location majority of the time. M. Night Shyamalan had layered a bunch of suspense and drama involved in this. I don't feel like at any moment I was bored, which just says a lot because he does have moments where he's trying to give us a dump that gets kind of boring, but I didn't feel like any moment I was bored. Um, it does suffer from some bad camera angles. I remember one in particular early on when, and I know this is probably because the limitations with kid actors, they just zoomed up to the kids when they're talking and then switched oh, yeah. to the other one's face. And I was like, this is terrible. But I'm thinking they probably had to take this take 
like 70 times to get these kids to emote good enough to get one good take. So I kind of wanted to excuse it, but then you kept getting these angles to the rest of the movie that I was just like, why, why am I so close to this guy's face? Like, it's nothing for me to be close to this guy. So I thought that was pretty weird. Um, I will say this in his defense. I did. It got to the point with the movie that I stopped caring about what the angle or the twist was or what's making this happen. And I started caring more about how are these people going to survive it? And I think that's a good thing for him, knowing that everybody goes into this movie thinking what's going to be the twist that halfway through the movie, I was just where I actually was concerned. I'm like, man, these these dudes, how are they going to get off this island? Like, this is crazy. Like, they're, they're in a bad situation here. And I thought that was pretty good. I have to give him credit for that. Um, the One of my negatives, too, is the last 15 minutes. I feel like you could pretty much throw away. Not because the twist is bad, but because I feel like it takes away some of the mystique of the movie. and just makes it like, oh, that's why they're doing it. That's kind of bad. But uh, maybe, is it? Is this how pharmaceuticals work? I don't know. <laughs> maybe so. Like, you were trying to make a message that didn't need that message. And that message never trans trans was never in any of part of the movie so you literally just put that in to try to have a message just for a message the message i think he tried to convey with this is just how time works and how time is fleeting and how we get caught up into petty disputes and pettiness and social media or how we look or whatever whatever and we miss the moments with our family we miss the moments with our loved ones because it's a fleeting situation and it could be lost at any moment also that old white people could be racist and stab black people for no reason that was a point too but <laughs> he had schizophrenia he... <laughs> yeah. oh i know but i think and yeah i mean and even like i said that whole thing about the mental health thing was kind of tagged on at the end anyway let's not bog down with that my point is, is that that's where m night Shyamalan suffers the most because he tried to make a message about time and love and relationships that i think it's buried somewhere in the sand in this in this movie. <laughs> I like it what just didn't come up to the top. It didn't hit the, it didn't hit to the shore and come up and go, oh, there's that message, and there we go. And this makes good sense. Uh, I think that's my one big thing with it. So naturally, I do my pros and cons. Premise and the premise is great. I think the execution of the drama and suspense is great, like I said before. Um I talked about the minute the, the not making a good point of the what he, the subject matter was. The last 20 minutes you can go go to hell. And Oh, I, I had a con on here. It's like a con was Jerry not seeing this because of his avatar resentment. But we found out he saw it. So I can uh, literally erase that con now. He was uh, trying to try to thing. gaslight us and say he didn't see it. And just when we were talking about it, he's like, oh, what about this? And poke holes. You're a gaslighter, right. Jaren. You're toxic. <laughs> uh, so that's what I, I just want to hear. I want to hear you two stand over this bullshit. With 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 no pre preconceived notions that I was going to poke holes in it, just just to hear the the vitriol that's going to come out of your mouth about this being not the worst thing you've seen all year. So, okay, all right, Jason, number A, go ahead. What were your <laughs> this thoughts? This is old? not the worst thing I've seen all year. In fact, what, I rather what, enjoyed what, it. What's the um, worst thing you've seen this year? We we the reviewed Dynasty Warriors. Year, I can't even talk Jared. about it because oh, I stopped right, watching. We did it. Talk about <laughs> No, because that's not even, I mean, I guess that's the worst thing. I, no, because that stupid movie I was talking to you guys about uh, with Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo over it uh, no. that I was supposed to do a short over. That was fucking dumb. It was Cosmic Sin. That's the name of it. It was Cosmic Sin. Fucking horrible. Yeah. But anyway, this movie is not horrible to me. I enjoyed I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I thought the acting was quite good, even with the stilted and, and terrible dialogue. Everybody did a pretty good job of what they were given. Um. My my, I guess the thing for me that I really resonated with was uh, when the parents got old and they were just like, 
Why were we arguing? I don't even know what we were fighting about. And 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 that that was kind of like if that movie had the movie had ended there with them just dying and 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 being at peace with one another, I would have probably said this would be great. I mean, it honestly, this movie could have been great if given any other person besides M. Night Shyamalan doing this. <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, he has some uh, he has some work to do to get earn our trust back. But um, yeah, I was really I was really entertained. I was really gripped with the the personal drama of watching your kids basically grow up before your eyes. I mean, as a parent, you kind it kind of already has that like you blink and you know your baby turns into a teenager or an adult and, and like in that case they literally blink and their babies turn up into adults and get girls pregnant and the baby dies it's very sad um yeah, yeah the, you guys are talking about the worst parts of this while extolling its virtues by the way yeah, Everybody- well, yeah it's it's not a perfect movie i mean like no, we no. know that he has many shortcomings as a director mm-hmm. and a lot of his flaws are on display here at this movie but it's Nowhere near as egregious as even his even uh, his mediocre work. So I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I would agree with Jason that the last 15, 20 minutes about the pharmaceutical company is kind of like tacked on. It's not really a twist because I felt like that we already kind of established that the, the resort knew what they were doing to people because like the guy's right. like, I'm not going yeah. over there. I got to yeah. go. Bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> So and like and like the fact that the the resort uh, owner or whatever was like us only for my very special people that they go to this beach. We already know that this beach is fucked up because they showed it to us in the previews. So we know something sinister is going. So there's no tr- there's no twist other than the fact that they were like using it as medical research. Which I'm like, go send some bunnies down there. That's how they actually do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean, like. Don't be Nazis about it and be like, oh, we're doing human trials on unsuspecting people and they're dying and their kids are dying and everybody's dying, but we save some lives. Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you're still a terrible human being. I don't know why you're clapping. You're all a bunch of Nazi scientists. Right? <laughs> other than that, right. I thought it was really enjoyable. Go ahead, and Jaren. Right, let's and, get ready and, for this. And shit ahead, all over all right. Yeah, let's get ready, Jerry. Let's, just, let's all right. poke all these science fiction holes in the science fiction movie. Yep. Let's go. Everybody get your diapers out. Jaren's about to take a shit. First yep, and yep, fucking yep. foremost, how does a movie that's about accelerated time feel like I'm it's six fucking hours long? Oh, like four fucking real. This movie dragged. Okay. Um, M Night, this is just another example of M Night being bad at his job. The things that you guys both liked about the movie were from Sandcastle, the graphic novel this was based on. Everything else about this movie, the stilted dialogue, the bad camera work, that's all M. Night. It's literally him taking something that was good and fucking being bad at it, just like (laughs) Avatar. I'm fucking having flashbacks here, and I feel like I'm going insane because you guys are like, no, it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> who the fuck was holding the camera? God damn it. The tone was all over the place. It goes from laughable to trying to be scary. But I laughed at that woman in the cave when she's, you know, don't oh, look at me. Gnarly as uh, fuck, man. It, it was I thought it was too. Like her this bones are all that. breaking. And oh, man, that was and yeah. healing. And they were healing wrong. Oh, that was gnarly yeah. as hell. But that's because we, we brought in and he didn't buy in. That's why. Yeah. This movie was uh, 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 Zoe Dashnell and or one Zoe Dashnell and one um, uh, what's-his-face from Entourage away from being the happening again. The only reason this movie kind of works is because the two kid actors Mark that Wahlberg. grew up... 
Yeah, Wahlberg. There you go. <laughs> the two kid actors that grew up, those two actors, if this whole thing was on their shoulders. If they didn't work, if they had been Wahlberg and Zoe Dashnell level of acting, this would have been another happening. It was stupid. Oh, it's the magnetic rock or the trees, whatever. Insert whatever bullshit. Oh, um, why does Jaron also feel incredibly attacked? The Asian guy, why does he have the worst and most stilted dialogue of the whole group? Like he's a nurse. He's, <laughs> laugh out loud bad. My name is Jared and I'm a nurse. That's my character arc. <laughs> laugh, yeah. And trust me, he'll remind you of it 10 more fucking times before he swims out and dies for no reason or reasons. Um, uh, Mid-size sedan. Great rap name. Uh, <laughs> that, he, that was awesome. Yeah, that he, was awesome. <laughs> he breaks all the fucking rules. He's been there for an entire fucking day already, but isn't dead. I get the idea, the joke, black don't crack. Motherfucker was on the beach for 24 fucking hours and is still fine. <laughs> I love that joke. I Breaking your own fucking rules makes the movie suck harder, which it sucked hard. Uh, like, I, again, I think they ran out of fucking budget at the end of it because the old people getting old didn't really get that old. They 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 were like, uh, we got like like we got three prosthetics left and we're gonna just you know do our best. They <laughs> The old people, the doctor, uh, uh, you know, all right. So uh, <laughs> let it out, Jaren. Come on. Just let it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no point to the kids fucking. These people were 15-year-old. They had 15-year-old <laughs> bodies with six- and five-year-old minds. And that's, that's not true. they that's had not sex. True. You didn't watch the movie. I did watch the movie. <laughs> You, you, right. literally said, they were still. I can feel my brain growing and things that, but like they literally said that in the, like the bad my brain dialogue. is changing and I have thoughts and feelings I've never had. Yes, before. They, they literally, literally said, said that, that in the bad movie. I mean, I get that's what happens when you have puberty, oh, but they don't have okay. enough time to process it. So that's why he okay. stuck his dick in there and was like, "Oh, I thought it, came, it took ten times for someone to get pregnant." They're still yeah, five and six. Like, next time I get a girl pregnant, I'm going to tell they're her. I was like, like ten times. Up here, they're still up here. They're still five and six. You're saying that, but we had, the movie just proves that logic by them saying that. Like, it's your review. My bad. I'm, I'm getting on your time. Go ahead, continue. My fault. Also, I think they were at the time they were 15. So, all right. I mean, I get it. Year olds have sex. It's a thing. Yep. Yeah, baby. Yep. get pregnant. That's right. It's a thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole <laughs> MTV show about it. I know. Um. <laughs> Also, just the fifteen-year-olds here didn't. Right, right. Sex. So, so was a grown-ass man. <laughs> every, every everybody here has children, right? Like, I mean, I, I indirectly me, but you guys very specifically. You know how children. Uh, so something that really took me out of it when these adult kids were doing their thing, when they first ran into their parents again, like the girl goes up and gives her dad like a hug. That's not how kids run up to their parents. If they were still oh there, God. they should have like, they don't have any concept of their own weight. They should have barreled into them. That's how kids are. They run up to you with all of the force and love in the world and latch. Not they don't even know how heavy they are. So the fact that they jumped in the span of like, you know, fucking 30 minutes, like they needed to fucking, <laughs> that girl needed to barrel at her dad and fucking knock him the fuck over. 11 year olds don't hug anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, I have I own one. They don't or I own a 12-year-old. They don't hug as yeah, as, but they did when they were five as, and six, which is as where passionately as a three-year-old does. And uh, neither does a six-year-old. The fact that this is a gripe is the most bullshit <laughs> thing I've ever heard on the show. Uh, I'm about to just walk in, just let you finish this, Jared, yeah. and then come back when it's done. This is and all right. Go ahead, continue. One Sorry, last go thing. Ahead, go one ahead. last thing. Human fucking research. That's the twist. Fuck off. 
All right. So all these people, all they had to do to make this not, and, and this is the reality of it. You find a magic beach that you can do it and you decide human, human uh, experimentation is the way to go. You fucking take terminally ill people and you offer them, you know, $400,000 for their next of kin and they become willingly to the fucking island and you do the same fucking thing. I mean, yeah. you know, or, or shit. There's a lot of poor people out here. Seventy-five hundred or seventy-five thousand dollars, hundred bucks in a hand job, hundred thousand dollars. Like, and I guarantee you will have a list so fucking long of people that are jumping to come to this stupid fucking island, and 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 make sure their prodigy is good. That you're gonna have all the fucking research rats you need. You don't have to trick fucking anybody into this bullshit, and run afoul of international law and you know human law and just everything. So natural law. I mean, the movie was stupid from the rip. Once you realize what they were doing, you're like, well, this is the dumbest fucking approach they could have taken to it. Let's make a mystical island that we trick people into coming to. <laughs> uh, That's exactly what Mickey Mouse would do. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Mickey Mouse. It's This is clown shoes. This operation is clown shoes. What if they don't drink? What are those? What, I'll make you a mocktail of the thing I need you to drink. I mean, you know, I mean, so many fucking holes. Bullshit. And this, I think this is the longest M. Night's been in one of his movies. No, because he was all up in uh, Lady in the Water. Oh, see, I didn't see that because yeah, no one did. M Night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I think that was post Airbender, right? Yeah. So, no, I think I Lady in the Water is before Airbender. Is I think this was when people started realizing that he wasn't as good as he was saying he was. Uh, I think that was right after uh, Signs. But you know, someone I, can go definitely on didn't me wrong. I definitely didn't see Devil. Devil was uh, pretty decent. Yeah, I like Devil. I like Devil. Yeah, and the visit was also pretty good too. Yeah, yep. but you guys also said this movie was decent, and clearly yeah, it is. <laughs> your opinions are forfeit and very, very weird about M. Night. You guys give him the biggest of all passes, both of you. Where's the pass? Yeah. We pointed out the flaws in the movie. We still enjoyed it. We're not going to yeah. do this, Jerry, because we you've pass. given. We're not. I was pleasantly surprised because I went to this movie thinking it was going to be straight garbage, and I was like, "This what? isn't straight garbage. This is actually kind of like fun." It like was, Jaren know? is nitpicking the physics and the science. Of a movie, a sci-fi movie, when the best thing he enjoys is about motherfuckers traveling around the galaxy in a federation that's made galaxy peace. Yep. You know what's harder yeah. to believe? That's harder for me to believe yeah. than what happened in this movie. They establish rules and then follow them. Once again, uh, not really. That's harder the for me warp, to believe. A warp uh, limit changes based on the show. How far they can get on warp five changes from episode right. to episode. All right. <laughs> Once again, my point is that sci-fi movies, if we wanted to really do this, if we wanted to really do this, every sci-fi movie you ever like, do would be able to do exactly what you did and put mm -hmm. all the holes to it. You know how much we love Terminator 2? We yeah. love Terminator 2, don't we? Well, yeah, you know how much a fucking thousand-ton robot would do and destroy concrete <laughs> as he walks and runs? But we don't talk about it because you know what? We don't give a shit. We just enjoying them. You know what? I, I said I wasn't going to rant. I said I wasn't going to go off. No, rant, buddy. Let bring it, break it bring down. It. No, I'm going to bring it down. We got, we got another discussion to get to at the end of this. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll get, I'll, I'll restrict it. Let me pull back. Um, the, <laughs> the dialogue was stilted and, and poorly directed and the camera work was shit. Got anything okay. for that? Valid argument. No, no. Again, okay. that's that's a valid point. But the point you were nitpicking the sci-fi dynamics of it is why it's shit. It's like, it, yes, these are things that you care about, and that's a great critique. That's fine. I'm just saying that we don't get that same movie. energy. What's you just don't get that same energy to other stuff. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, keep that energy. Up. <laughs> yeah, keep that same energy with the shit that you like. Well, I liked it though. 
And it'd be like, what? hold on, but all that shit you said. But Snake Eyes isn't blind or whatever he's supposed hey, to be. Hey, bring it. Bring it. Right. Bring it. Great, great segue. As we jump into the next one, we're going to talk about Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe Origins. Go ahead, Jaren. I'm going to let you start off this one since, you know, you crapped on the other one. I bet you love this movie, so go for it. This was a fresh fucking take on the uh, G.I. Joe mythos. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. You're making yo, Jason quit. Yo, yo. <laughs> I'm packing up my suitcase right now. I'm out. It is <laughs> want to do this It is. It is refreshing to see a story that takes place in a bigger world that isn't about like the end of the world. Like I think they did a good job scaling, kind of like they did with Black Widow, scaling it down to just the story that follows how he becomes snake eyes like like i liked it i liked it i liked it henry golding and andrew koji shine as this buddy cop and i felt bad when his decisions based on hatred and and his want for revenge led him on a path that didn't make these guys like best friends forever like yeah i really wanted like i'm watching this and i'm like dude he plucked you out of obscurity and he offered you a family all you clearly all you've ever wanted was family. Yes, let's do it. You got security girl. She's not feeling it. And, you know, uh, Mama Cass, she ain't worried. She's she's kind of feeling you out, too. But I mean, it, it was awesome. Um, Samara Weaving from Ready or Not. I fucking I love that movie. And it was fun to see her come in as Scarlet. She didn't overstay her welcome. It wasn't a big like. It wasn't a big side thing, but it was enough of it to be like, hey, G.I. Joe. And also the unknown, like, I think she's Russian or maybe Ukrainian chick that played the Baroness. I, I looked her up. She, I, she's been in nothing else I've ever seen. She was <laughs> phenomenal. I enjoyed her, too. Anytime those two people, which are the ties to the bigger G.I. Joe world, anytime they were on, on screen, they were a welcome addition to an already decent movie. Uh, a lot of the action... Uh, <laughs> a lot of yeah. uh, my biggest issue with this movie is the action directing. When people get together and they have this kind of talent, and I know the guy that play the Andrew Koji, is, he's amazing in The Warrior, which is a brilliant show. If you have HBO Max, highly recommend it. He's the main character, phenomenal show. I know the man can fight. I've seen him fight with good action directing. You got to understand if you have a limitation as an action director to let a co-director come in and just handle that shaky cam and and that shit it doesn't fly anymore we're we're beyond that and it just shows that you're a weak action director and it sucks funny funny thing that opening fight sequence that he fights the uh, big dude and gets the chain around his neck and everything right afterwards when spoilers that cobra dude is is you know popping him onto his side they're in that locker room I'm pretty sure that's the exact same warehouse that uh, was in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat yeah. yes, <laughs> that was my yes, idea. That last fight. <laughs> Good I'm attention to details here. Dude, they even did the same blue tone, like, mm -hmm, <laughs> like mm -hmm. exactly the same, just on the second level. I was like, all right, all right. Um, uh, it, it just it was a great small story. And it, it had the benefit of everybody knowing that it was in a bigger world. So it didn't have to have the stakes but it was still fun. And I think that if they keep the same energy and do more origin stories to this world, that they could actually build to a great 
G.I. Joe movie and we just forget about what's happened already. You know what I mean? I mean, okay. we can bring some of the same actors back, but let's let, let let's wipe the slate clean and do this MCU style. This is Iron Man one. And let's just do some origins around other characters and see where they come from. And then let's get them all together for fucking G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? Like it, I think at one point when they all line up, he does say go Joe to Scarlet. I was like, yeah, he does whispers it. Go Joe. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> like, oh no. But other than that, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, uh you got a lot of physical talent yeah and the shaky cam was shit um i enjoyed the fuck out of this movie i thought it was great all right jason duke of all nerds what do you got oh i i, I wanted to say that we forgot to give our review number for oh. uh yes oh i'm old. pretty sure everybody assumed me and you dig it Jared i give it i give it a yeah a but, four. But Darren gives it a, a, a one four is good I, right I gave it a five, one. Five is the best. Five is yeah, the, one yeah. is the worst. I give it a four. Taryn gives it a one. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? I? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to lockstep with Jason so we can keep moving. So you're both four? Yeah, we're both four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, <laughs> four yeah. to one now. Snake Eyes. Yeah. It was it was great. Um, I think the best G.I. Joe movie as of yet. <laughs> By far. Um, I would actually have to mirror what Jaren said with the... Um, the action, especially in the beginning of the movie, it was like a movie like this where it's like primarily about fight scenes and action. You need somebody who's good at shooting action and and letting your stunt coordinators and your and your stunt guys do their work and figure out how to shoot the shots towards the action that they're doing rather than trying to make it dynamic by shaking the camera and, and all this other bullshit. Any good any good fight scene, any good choreo choreographed fight scene doesn't need any camera tricks it needs to just be straightforward it needs to be cut correctly to around the action and that's it you don't need to put anything else in there you don't need to do anything clever if it's a good fight scene and the problem is there are some good fight scenes that they fucked up to hell with the bad camera work yeah uh, my only other gripe is it kind of makes um snake eyes look like an asshole this whole entire movie. <laughs> I like, like that. This dude is like trying to give you everything that you longed in life, and you're like, oh yeah, let me just side with these freaking terrorists. Yeah. And like what and even when he finds out that they're terrorists, he's like, Yeah, I'm still gonna do this. <laughs> you know? So I'm not sure about what the lore was back in the 80s, but in the uh previous continuity, I would suppose, you know, it was really just a misunderstanding where Snake Eyes as a kid thought that storm shadow had killed his master when it didn't really happen like that right um like that but this one is is like snake eyes is an absolute asshole storm shadow is kind of slightly less of an asshole but still kind of an asshole because mm-hmm. he's like fuck all y'all <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> at the end there so it's just like just go say sorry to the guy and give him a hug that's really really needs right now right <laughs> Uh, I also love Samara, we- uh, Samara weaving in this as, as Scarlet, even though she's only in it for like five seconds. When she's um, there, Grandma, absolute badass. Oh. Uh, freaking, mm-hmm. it's not Tony Jaa that was in it, but the other is it Tony Jaa? No, oh, it's not it was. Tony Jaa. It's the it's guy from the Raid. It's the yeah. other guy from, from yeah. So he was awesome. Uh, Animaeus from from uh, Spartacus is greatest. I'm glad they found a way to work a black guy into Japan. they're like we need some diversity in this class (laughs) his character somehow this blind black guy is their their uh master in their in their clan 
Um, but yeah, otherwise it was a really good movie. Um, hearing Henry Goulding's uh, accent slips a few times, we're like, that's not American English, dude. You're supposed to be from LA. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's 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 yeah. What, he's, he Australian or British? He's one of the two. British. I think he's British. Yeah. 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 He's British. Well, I think but both other of them than are. that, um, if they can keep, I I would hope that their next movie is a freaking shipwreck movie. I mean, come on, <laughs> shipwreck is the best GI <laughs> Joe ever. Facts. <laughs> Facts, and I hope they really code a shit right movie to be the gayest thing ever as well. Hundred percent, hundred and twenty percent. But other than that, they keep already... like this. I will, I will, I will be a GI Joe movie property fan. So yeah, yeah. Go uh, ahead, Jason. I just asked, well, uh, ask Jaren, what were your critiques of old again, Jaren? Your three, your three <laughs> big ones. Uh, poor camera work. Okay, but again. Check. Hold oh, on. No, go. I just want to hear your critiques. I just want to hear your critiques. Yeah, I don't need explanations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. explanations. Just want your critiques. You, you know what sucks Next one? is when you're you're bad at camera work and there's no action involved. You just I don't, pan I don't to need a to hear the excuses, Jared. I just want to hear your critiques. You, you I just want to hear your heads critiques. Off. You I just want to hear your critiques. You violate every rule in the book. I just want to hear your critiques. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't need a qualifier. Check. All right, next one. Yeah, it's interesting that you don't want the qualifier because you undoes the argument that you're trying to make. I just want to hear your three critiques. Yeah. Next one. What was the next uh, one? So what was it? It was it was uh, in my oh still to dialogue. dialogue. Yep. Oh, this double this check. dialogue. Nope. This dialogue double is fantastic. Check. This is an action film. You? It is nothing in here worth a minute of anybody's time that we remember or care about that was said in this movie. Stop it, Jaren. Next no. one, please. <laughs> no, no, no. You next are, one. What, you're next missing one. my issue with the dialogue. My dialogue. No, no, no. no. I, get, I just want to hear your three critiques of old, it, and that's all I want to hear. Can it I have my time? I'm asking you a question to just do this. Can I have my time? <laughs> I know. I just want my time. I'm actually just three. Just answer the question. Your three critiques. I, I don't need an explanation. Your three critiques. You can respond after I finish. Your three Maxine critiques. Maxine Waters of everybody. What's your last? Your last critique. I think that was it. It was just two. Okay. All right. I just want to say that energy, same energy, not kept. I do too. Agree. I do like this. I called it crazy broke snake eyes. I do too <laughs> like this movie. I thought this was very fun. I thought this was great for a G.I. Joe movie because it was grounded to a great degree, but it still had the over-the-topness of a G.I. Joe movie, but not super suits running through the streets. I was here for it. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I will tell you this. The reason why Jared feels different about the dialogue, I will tell you this is because the Golding and all them here, they nail the dialogue. His charisma is so fucking good in this movie. And Snake Eyes, he's an asshole. You are correct, which I have gripes about how they characterize Snake Eyes, but if you're going to tell this story, they stay consistent with him being an asshole, except for the part about, you know, terrorism. I'm okay with it. That was kind of off kilter, but yeah. from what they gave me at the time, I was going to rock with it, because it was just, it was actually fun. Um, the trope, again, the, the, the whole thing about the movie and Snake Eyes' past versus what was in the, the books, whatever, it's a retelling, so I'm here for it. I'm glad they didn't do Man of Steel style retelling where it's oh he's a completely different person. They kind of still kept some of the characteristics of Snake Eyes in it, the adventurism, the 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 ready to go action, etc. Um, some of my things I did enjoy about this too is that this was just a kung fu flick. If you erased this and this wasn't the GI Joe or Snake Eyes, or whatever, and you just said, Hey, I'm just gonna make a kung fu flick with all the tropes of a kung fu flick, it nails all of them. Tragic past and backstory. He meets up with somebody that's his best bud. They fight down a big gang together. They realize that one of them is a traitor, and now they have to fight each other and be bitter. And it's just a classic kung fu flick. 
And I enjoyed every moment of that because I love Kung Fu flicks. So I, I, I was here for all that. Yes, we've all talked about the camera work. The camera work is gross on this one. The mute, <laughs> that only thing I hate is the camera work was terrible with it, but also the visuals in this were very muted. For them being in like the, the Asian atmosphere and they even were him driving into the snakes. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. Oh, which looked god awful and terrible, but I know Jerry's not going to talk about that. Uh, but let me, the fact that they're driving into the city, it wasn't big lights and all that. I felt like the, the color palette in this whole movie was muted. I wanted something lighter and more fun because G.I. Joe is a light comedic kind of like it's a light show, it's a light animated show. Even the previous movies, for how muted they were, they did have moments where it just sprang out. I feel like nothing in this movie ever really sprang out. So, like I said, it almost felt like Mortal Kombat, how muted it looked. Mortal Kombat was a very muted, color-plated movie. This one here, I wanted more just exuberance for the direction on this one, just the lighting and et cetera. But for what they gave me, I can't complain because this is probably the aesthetic they're looking for for the rest of the movies. I just wish this one would have felt bigger in the sense of, like, the look. Um, yes, you got to get a real martial artist if you're going to make his main guy Snake Eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, uh, Henry Gold, he's great. And like I said, I, I talked about his charisma. And I thought the way he delivered lines, the way he played off back and forth with all the characters and the scenery around him was great. But when it's time for the guy to fight, you know he can't fight because you can see what you can barely see from the camera that he can't fight. And I wish you just would have either did a better stunt double job with this or you just would have literally hired somebody that had some chops like they did from Homeboy that played uh, Storm Shadow. He has martial arts chops and can act. That it's not hard to find. It's a lot of martial artists, artists guys that's trying to break into the industry. You could have found one, but I think in their mind, they were trying to sell this movie, and he's a good way to sell it. And again, once I watch the movie, I go, oh, this is why he got the role. Uh, if you're going to have a Snake Eyes being a chatterbox, get a guy that is a good chatterbox. So that Which works is crazy, well. because how is Snake Eyes a chatterbox? <laughs> like... Right, right, right. <laughs> can we also... Can we also talk about it brought me back to when I was a kid and I first learned about ninjas every time uh, Storm Shadow pulled both his swords out and got low and did that sequence where and he did it like little, three times pose. Yeah, that pose yeah. that sequence where he was ready to fight with two swords out and he was like low and ready to go. I was like, I don't know why, but that's awesome. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I, was I also like, want to be like, how do you join this clan? Like. <laughs> you go up like if you're a modern day Japanese person and you're like, oh, let me apply for this job, you know, at this place, and they're like, oh no, you got to dress as a ninja. Would you be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Like, oh, right. dude, there's a castle just an hour outside of Tokyo where everybody's a fucking ninja. It's fucking they, amazing. <laughs> they had a whole city, like yeah, that whole area. <laughs> I mean, you lived there. That yeah, that was your life. Yeah, you were like um, a monk ish. Sorry. Right, right, right. I, and so, and then the last part I had on this was just in my head canon. I wish this movie well, it's funny because we were, t <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just shameless at that, really shameless. But in my head canon, I wish this movie would have been similar to Conan. Like, because you know, the Snake Eyes character doesn't talk. I wish the trauma from the beginning would have made him a mute and would have worked through that movie with him being a mute. I would have probably enjoyed that a little bit more because it would have been a little bit closer to the you know what the historical snake eyes have been but the alterations they made didn't bother me i just in my mind i was like when i left i was like no make this movie dope but they could have figured out a way to do this movie him as a mute so he would have to really legitimately emote through physicality in the fighting work but that's just a head kind of thing it's not a negative one or knock on it it's just where i thought maybe the movie would have been uh, it could have been really good if it had been done right in that regard um 
Yeah, that's yeah, it. I, Again, I like that. Go ahead, Jason. I was hoping that, like, at the end, like, the way he would redeem himself to the clan was by, like, you know, either taking a vow of silence or getting hurt, like, enough that yeah. he could, he was mute. But they mm. didn't do that. Fucking the snake eyes in this universe can talk. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah but so. again, this is an origin story. There, there's a there's a lot of time between now and when he's a proper like GI Joe, that that can absolutely happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You I just feel like this is the point where you this uh, this is the point where you make him a mute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you, you know, if you're doing his origin story, you should be like either he, as Jason said, either he's already mute or something. Or as I said, something should happen that makes him, you know, the snake eyes that we know and love. Other than him getting the costume. Which I is like a you. ridiculously silly costume they get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel you, but also like you have a lot of emotional cruxes in this movie, and that can be an emotional point that you can send up the road. That can be a thing that happens in a later movie that really kind of pulls somebody together. I mean, it's something that it's a big deal in his character, right? So it's like, yeah, like so it should be in his origin movie. Save it. Yeah, save, I it say, like. <laughs> save it and make it a thing. Well, hopefully it'll be in the shipwreck movie. Look, I know all good <laughs> writers can make anything a thing, but what yeah. more is a thing than losing your parents, losing your best friend, betraying your best friend, betraying the quasi family you got? Like, what other standards can you set in a sequel that is going to be bigger than those things? Yeah. Like, my thing would I mean, be yeah, like, good writing could do end, anything, but he would be like, I'm going to take a violent silence until I can get Tommy back. Yeah. That right. would have been, yeah, yeah. Boom, right that'd there. Be, that would have been, been like, bad. okay. And this is like what I'm doing for you guys as betraying the clan. I'm going to take this bow of silence. Until I can bring Tommy back here as a part of this family again, and, and that maybe he takes a vow of silence until he can figure out how to make dice roll to something other than snake eyes. Like I don't know, <laughs> other than snake eyes, little yeah. dice, other than snake eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's go ahead into our rankings here. Uh, let's go with Jaron. Where would you rate this movie? Pay the money, see the theater. It's worth it. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. With okay. bad camera work and stilted dialogue. Okay, uh, Jason <laughs> dialogue yeah. I'm gonna give this a solid four. You're the this only one saying the dialogue was stilted. You're the oh, only okay. One sorry, saying. sorry, my bad. Jason number eight. Do you, how do you feel about the dialogue of this movie? It's pretty stilted. Oh, yes, no, extremely stilted. Like, honestly, you know, to me, this, the dialogue wasn't egregious, so it, it wasn't noticeable to me that it was bad or anything. Other than occasionally, um, Henry Goulin said something that was like. I wouldn't have said that in there, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't egregious to me. But yeah, I would I give this a solid. I feel like four. I need to pull up um, <laughs> pull up sequences now. Here, I'm I'm gonna pull up. Uh, we're gonna let the audience decide. Comment below. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up Jaron on the beach talking about point, pointing away from the rock, saying this is all subjective. He was already though. dead. And it's not subjective. He can't get a fucking sentence out without pausing in the middle of it awkwardly. And then I'll put up. Uh, I guess. You guys picked the worst the worst sequence of GI Joe. <laughs> Jared, but you're missing the point, like always. We're <laughs> saying that because the actors were so good in GI Joe, like always, it gave away that the, the dialogue was terrible, that they were oh. good at acting and it saved it. So you're saying that good actors can't say you even said it earlier. Good actors can save bad dialogue. Yes. I'm saying the dialogue is terrible in this movie. It's just that they have good people doing this. Yeah, but when I say stilted dialogue, I mean the delivery is but they were just alive over there. That's still to that's called that's called bad acting. Yeah, that's that's called bad delivery. Still to dialogue. <laughs> and the director looked at that and went, "Cut, we got it. Let's go to the next." This is number one. What is your re <laughs> review of this? Yeah, movie? yeah. <laughs> well, again, we also know we know Jaren's hate of in night, so it doesn't matter. We're, I'm punching a I'm punching a brick wall here. So I'm just <laughs> butting in my knuckles for no reason. This is Karate Kid three. 
I'm just bloodying him. I'm, just, I'm not going to get better fighter with this. So <laughs> just um, at it, and and we'll. Put I, I'm about as high as you guys. I give this a. I give this a three. I mean, I will wait till streaming. I, I don't four and fives. Is, I mean, maybe I, I saw a different movie. I mean, it's an action movie, and action's bad. That right there gets eliminated from being a four or five in my eyes. Okay, fair so enough. that I'm gonna give it a three. That I think it is good. I think it's enjoyable, but I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that. Four and five. Okay. All right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it, you know, when it comes down to it, this isn't an action heavy movie. It's more story driven. There are uh, one, Sharon, almost every 20 minutes is an action scene. That's typically a trope of an action movie. There's they need a yeah, opening scene. But not all the action scenes were bogged down with bad action directing. That first one stands out remarkably they did get better as the the, the yeah. movie went on yeah uh, the finale like, was shot better way better they must have much. fired the guy who shot the first few scenes right. or maybe the first few the scenes were shot later scene was right. terrible yeah and uh the opening scene eh, whatever it's just more about the fire on that one uh his training scenes not good the fight in the arena not good like it Majority of this movie's action scenes aren't really well shot. But when grandma fucking did that fucking jump in the air with her fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that anime jump. Like, yeah. Feet crossed. Like, grandma got some hops, man. Grandma Ooh. should be probably, probably playing the NBA. Burp. She shouldn't be a ninja. Hey, look, man. <laughs> Them squats and lunges, baby. You got to get it. All right, man. Let's jump into the, um, I guess, the last movie we're going to review for today. Because uh, we got cartoons to review after that. We're yeah. going to talk about Jolt. So, Jolt starring Kate Beckinsale. And I'm just going to let Jaron go ahead because he's going to probably cream on our screen here. So, Jaron, go ahead. Tell us about Jolt. First of all, Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang. <laughs> I love Stanley Tucci. Anytime he shows up, I'm like, I'm for it. Um, uh, this movie had a lot of holes, that had a lot of issues. And then every time I like was like, fuck, that sort of doesn't work, they'd cut to a medium shot of Kate Beckinsale's face. And I just go, God, she's pretty. And I'd forget what I was worried about. And uh, we'd move on. Uh, and despite what Jason number one is saying, <laughs> she must've made the same deal with the devil that uh, Paul Rudd did. Cause chick ain't aged in years. Uh, he says it's all makeup. I didn't see a lot of makeup. It didn't look that caked on. It could have been CG after the fact. I don't know, but she was she was despite her tragic roots she was banging throughout the whole thing i loved it and uh, uh captain boomerang uh you know with glasses was hilarious i couldn't place him when i watched it through and then me and jason talked about it he's like yes yeah, that's jai courtney i'm like fuck that's who that was i was i was thinking it was like ray parker from like star wars like like uh darth maul but without the makeup I, talk in his movies <laughs> yeah i yeah um uh, the uh, the stepdad from uh, Ant Man, you know, did the appropriate things he was supposed to, I guess. Uh, and apparently, the the way to this girl's heart is to tell her that you're not afraid of her, because uh, <laughs> the only two people in it that she even remotely didn't try to beat up were uh, people that told her they weren't afraid of her. That being said, the action in this was tragic. Uh, this is worse than action fight wise. This is worse than. Uh, this is well. I mean, all right. It's it's worse than Snake Eyes, but it's leaps and bounds better than 
old. So there was no fight scenes in old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I'm just being, because because the rest of the directing, when they're just talking and moving through the world, the camera just doesn't randomly swish to nothing, and it doesn't cut people's off at the neck. I mean, fuck old, fuck M Night. Uh, framing, but you know, yeah, the poor framing, breaking all the rules. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. um, this movie was fun for what it was. That's that. I guess that's ultimately what I'm going to say about it. Uh, and yeah, it was, there were some questionable decisions on directing or, or for like shot composition, like when she's climbing up the building, <laughs> mm. but I also loved that she, uh, she came up with some creative solutions that you think are going to play out. And then they absolutely don't play out. I like that. Um, uh, Jai Courtney coming back was fairly predictable. Especially since she's body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that, that, that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, pacing was decent. Um I again was a big fan of uh, Kate Beckinsale. Man, she every time every time I started to question choices made in the movie via director or screenwriter or whatever, they just cut to her face. I'm like, man, she's pretty, and I'd forget what I was fucking thinking about. So, I guess there you have it. Uh, you you can write a middling action movie so long as you do it with a very pretty protagonist. <laughs> At least for me. Oh my god. Um, oh man. <laughs> You guys, I, I think this is becoming intentional. I think you guys are trying <laughs> to on, kill me this episode. Doing it on purpose. <laughs> because he literally is commending a movie with all the flaws that he shitted on from... Okay, 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 okay. Yep. First and foremost, everybody, this movie's fucking terrible. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck that Jaron watched that I didn't watch. Let's just start with a simple point. This movie has no point. Please tell me the point of this movie. Jaren, uh, please give me the point of this movie. Uh, she is, uh, she's got a condition. She is uh, differently abled, and you shouldn't be shitting on her world. She should be committed to a okay. hospital. She All was right. Right. as a child. So let's they should have left her there. Yeah. You know how Jaren went through and like dissected old and was like, yeah, this lady, he should have knocked over the, the, the man when he hugged her. And okay, I, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm just going to say things like this. If Jack Courtney's character was part of some good secret government agent agency, I know for a fact the government's killed black people in the street that were civil rights leaders and didn't make no explanation why they did it. They just killed the motherfucker and was like, oh, well, he had a gun and you couldn't kill this motherfucker for just no reason? <laughs> you needed to get this super assassin adrenaline chick to do it? Hold on, but even worse, though, you had her in your military. You had her in your military. Once you realized she was a fucking crazy person, you could have said, hey, this ain't for you, but we got another project for you. We got a job, so right? Just here, you here. It's worse. Yeah, and it's we will train than, you to do this. It's hold on, worse no, than that. Give me my it's, time. Hold on, hold on, hold, time. on hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's worse than that because ultimately he ends up just killing him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. So you do all that. So what is the point of this movie? And then you know what distracted me the most? Like, the action was bad, but the action was bad because they have like an over the shoulder fight scene for some reason. Oh, Who the fuck, fuck wants to watch a fight over someone's shoulder? Are you fucking you kidding me? I don't even stunt woman. Yeah, I don't even watch porn over the shoulder, let alone watching somebody fake fight somebody. Second thing I'm gonna go with is that you know what? 
call me cynical, and you know I love action films, and that's one of my bread and butters. But call me cynical or crazy. When did the fuck that Family Guy cutscenes become the most important part of a fucking action movie? Every fucking five minutes, she's showing what she would or want to do to somebody, but decides not to. Almost to the point when she did start beating people's asses, I didn't know to take it serious or not. Oh, this was just another Family Guy cutscene. Like, oh, remember that time I did that, Brian? And they cut to some bullshit that Peter's doing because that's what they did in this in this movie. Every time she saw somebody, he was like, go slash his neck, punch his head in. Oh, then you come back to her pressing the button because she can't do it. And then she goes, walks another few steps and she looks around and goes, oh, this guy's being a jerk too. Slash his neck, kick him in the balls, rip his nuts out, punch his button because we can't do that. What the fuck was going on in this movie? And the fact that, that Jaren, of all people, is sitting here and was like, oh, I was all right. But every time it got bad, I just see her lovely face. And everything was they okay. Owners because you know what? Everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because all the blood was rushing to his penis and not to his brain. Straight, like, yeah, but... This movie was fucking trash. This movie was fucking tragic. And this is one of those movies that gonna end up a cult classic because Jack Logs are gonna be like, Yeah, the movie sucked, but it was supposed to be over the top and goofy. Because remember that part where she threw the babies, which I thought was pretty cool. But the still point <laughs> is, is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, she some fucking babies. This chick was known to be a non-feeling emotional psychopath. I expected her to throw fucking babies. That's like telling me the Joker burnt down a hospital. Yeah, so? He's supposed to. He's a fucking... Psych anyway, the point I'm getting to is this, this movie's trash, guys. I, I don't I don't want to give it a pro and con list because it's just going to give this movie more credit than it deserves by even giving it pros. I just listed all the ridiculous cons that are going here. And what a waste of fucking Stanley Tucci. What a fucking waste of Susan Sarandon. What a fucking waste of Jack Courtney. Why even put him in this movie? They should have went by alias in this movie so nobody could ever remember they were in this fucking piece of shit garbage that we had to see. I, I'd rather watch the Stanley Tucci Transformers movie than watch this shit again. And that says a lot. Ooh, that does say a lot. Sorry. Jason number A. The floor is right. yours. I am, I am not going to say this movie is trash, but it was not good either. <laughs> All right. Um, I get, um, you know, want to have a badass woman as a protagonist. This person was not it. She was a psychopath. And, like, you know, there's sometimes where you can have, like, uh, American Psycho, right? You know, Patrick Bateman is a detestable human being, but he was compelling to watch because of his neuroses or whatever. She was not compelling to watch for me in any way, shape, or form. I just hated her from minute one and kept hating her even up to the end, even though she was making cute with the, the male cop, whatever his name was, and Jay Courtney. I, she did not have any redeemable qualities for me, especially when she started throwing the babies, but beforehand when she beat up the waitress I don't care what that waitress said to you. I don't care. You know, she is a freaking wage slave. She makes two thirteen an hour. There's no reason for you to beat her up. And that's where it took me out of the fucking the the fucking movie. Also, disagree. That chick was a cunt and deserved everything that came to her. No, she's an elitist. No, cunt no, no employee of any sort of. They she should have kicked in the the manager's office, beat him up. Other than that, yeah, she's, <laughs> so, an elite. she's an elitist. Capitalism is bad. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, okay. So there are um, women actresses and act not actresses, actors out there that are capable of selling good action and, and capable of selling of being a badass. Uh, at one point, Kate Beckinsale was one of them as a vampire back in the early 2000s. But this one, she is like, uh, what? A hundred pounds soaking wet. And I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Uh, if you, I don't care who you are. I'm a grown ass man, two fifty, you know, two twenty. If uh, another two hundred and thirty pound man clean cocks me in my chin, I'm going the fuck to sleep. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, trained motherfucking fighters are going to fuck to sleep if someone gets you cold, cold clock you. And you're telling me this little kid chick's like, well, it's because of my condition. I can, no, no, no. This motherfucker. Yeah. Right, like, and there's a lot of motherfuckers that hit her in the face, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I can do it, ah, oh, whatever." Like, it wasn't believable to me. And the fact that she wore high heels the whole entire time, like, oh. get her some flats. You know, she scaled a big high heels like a fucking, <laughs> you know, tallest building in a city, city in high heels. And no, no, I'm sorry. And don't get me wrong, there are people who can do some amazing things in high heel. That's not one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually didn't have that on my cons list, but I again I didn't want to go over and it. And then at yeah. the end, where he like she went all through this old thing because Jai Courtney's character planned her to do, but yet he was up there in the penthouse killing the dude. Yeah, just, just he, why didn't you do that from the from 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 jump? From the rip. He yeah. knew exactly where he was. Like you didn't need any of her. Like none of it. Like at the it, you muted the whole entire thing. Like by yeah. by being there. Like he he just wanted to fuck Kate Beckinsale. Let's be real. I mean that that's a good too. that's yeah. a good reason to do anything, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I would have gave it some cape. I would have gave it an inch of cape if at the end when she fires Jack Courtney, he'd have been like, "You passed. Figure it out. Like this was yeah. a whole thing to see if you were willing or able to do this because we want to recruit you." I'm sorry, I like random because... part, right? Yeah, and she still should have kicked his ass because he lied. But yeah. like, I would have accepted that to be like, "Oh, they were trying her out and see yeah, if she but... can accomplish this mission." But him being the, the, bad the villain of at the end, it just it just it didn't really work for me. Um, yeah, Stanley Tucci is great, and everyone has seen completely overuse of or wasted use of Stanley Tucci, completely oh, wasted yeah. use of Susan Sarandon. Um, but she was only in for she was like, only in for like minutes. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, like not even ready. five minutes, like thirty seconds, really. Yeah, hold on. You know how bad the camera is? I'm gonna tell you how fucking bad this camera is in this guys. I know Jared talked about the climbing the building scene. Yeah. Um, but I, I want you guys to remember the scene when Susan Sarandon's character walks in and they flash back to her being a kid, but the camera shows the back of their heads, but the kid yeah. is facing them. We're supposed to be seeing the point of view with a kid. We don't see their fuck. Well, it could be one of those mirrored rooms where she doesn't. There was like you know one two one way mirror or whatever. Yeah, but then they show us the mirror. Then show us the blank yeah. mirror, and then yeah. span around and show Susan like. But you saw the red hair, so you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, dude, and you know that fight scene where she's in the bottom of the building and she is oh, yeah. fighting the dudes. The like four or five from guards her behind yeah. from her back is like that is a the best way to say highlight. Hey, this is a stunt person. Firstly, she gained like 40 pounds. And secondly, <laughs> like you only shoot her from the back and like up until like the very last thing where she gets the guy in the arm bar and then you see her face and like, yeah, that's a good way to highlight like, oh yeah, this is not Kate Beckinsale at all. Yeah. You know? Oh so, man. Yeah, this did not work for me whatsoever. It, that it, shot where she's walking in the building and they backlight her and that thigh gap is life. Like it goes like all the way up and like makes a rectangle. Yeah. Like I mean, like, like here's the thing, guys. I'm I'm not saying that you know petite women can't do things because they can, but if you want to make a believable actress or a believable female protagonist of an action genre, she does not have a thigh gap. Well, again, it's all it's it's all about what is it the uh, the adrenaline, right? Like uh, they say no, that a mom, how it works. Uh, a mom <laughs> trying to protect your kid gets an adrenaline rush and can lift a car. I think that's the idea that was like the beginning of the writing. All in my yes. body. No, yeah. Like if someone hits you, no, mm -mm, that's not how it works. As as a guy that like I said, I like to 
keep the movie rules and the movie rules. They did point that out because I remember, I remember at the very movie watching this movie, I go, oh, that's how they're going to justify her kicking everybody's ass. Right. Yeah. Like I literally said at the beginning of it, it was in my first note. They're going to justify it by saying that she has super strength and super speed more than a normal person. And I'm like, that's how they, yep. okay, yep. I'll, I'll go with it. But, but I'm like, I'm like you guys, but everybody, but every, <laughs> everybody, because even a hundred pound woman that's super strength and super speed, yeah. A 260 pound man still should be the same speed and same speed. I would give her people who are untrained, like she'd be able to beat most of them. Yeah, I can give you that. You know, if you're not a, a trained fighter or a bouncer or nothing like that, okay, you can you can take out somebody who's not suspecting you to be a badass. But you're talking about trained security guards who like this is their fucking life. Mm. <laughs> also, also, and I, I talked to I talked to Jason number one about this. Um the, the first time you get got by that back of the head punch and you wake up in a fucking chair, you don't let that fucker get behind you anymore. Yeah. You keep a shoulder to him. Like, <laughs> you keep your back. You keep, you keep looking at him. When, when she got that the second time, I'm like, bro, you're smarter than this based on everything I've seen in the movie. You're a lot of things that this movie isn't, but you're intelligent enough to know that that guy shouldn't be behind you anymore. I mean, right. I, I think some people we, we disagree that you know this woman can do things, but there's a reason why like Elijah Wood isn't an action star, all right? Right. Well, he's like right, four right. foot nothing. Yeah, and you know, even you can give me all the fucking you know justification in the world, I will never believe that Elijah Wood can kick you know a three hundred pound man's ass. It just it won't it won't. You can tell me he has superpowers, but like fuck it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, he's still well, not okay, so <laughs> Do you have the same reservations about uh, uh, Black Widow? Scarlett Johansson doesn't have a thigh gap. <laughs> no, but she's also. But also in that one, they And she has huh? guns and she shot people. Yeah, but she, she, gets, up, she gets up close and takes down big boys on the regular with that leg around the neck thing. Yeah, that, that doesn't work in real life. They redid in this. In your head. Which I was like. This <laughs> is like, boom. Yeah. I feel like Black Widow's always had like weapons to hit people with. Like yeah, the rods. And, like, like, I very rarely saw her use her fist. Yeah, yeah. Like I barely ever saw her just go fist to fist with cats. That was like. No, no, no. She, she would run up the back of them and wrap her legs around their neck. That's like the Black the, Widow move. The Black Widow move. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm saying she's that, not yes. straight, like, Yeah, she does that, but she's not straight like. Except for maybe the the, the scene in um, Iron Man two, where she's I would like, say, yeah, she's brawler, yeah. Where she, but she's, she's not like, have, like <laughs> you know, boxing dudes. She's like doing flips and shits and hitting them with stun guns and shits and she yeah, have throwing, like yeah, yeah, throwing shit at them and all. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, she's using her size to her advantage. It's different from being saying, "Oh, I am super powered." I guess I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to slug right. you, and right. you're going to. I was just, I was just throwing it out there. <laughs> just questions, just questions. Wasn't saying oh, there's a reason why Elijah Wood's not a fucking action star, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> With the right writing Look. and the right action directing, you could make Elijah Wood a believable badass. Never, never. I never. I disagree. Never. With the right action directing, he's a sweet oh. So boy. you're saying that that means they're basically <laughs> saying they're giving him like the super serum, uh, soldier serum. But yeah, okay. Well, in that case, then yeah, you you're jacking him up with stuff, to, you know, make him superpower. Then yeah, but maybe regular if Elijah Wood hit well, the gym for like six yeah. years. Well, yeah, you give them you give them the Marvel <laughs> superhero <laughs> regimen, and then yeah, and then you yeah. shoot low camera angles to make him look a little taller than he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, put him in put him in oh, fucking platform high heels like they do fucking Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Are we are we talking? So when you say this, are we talking like he's beating the crap out of people, or yeah. is he just winning fights? No, no, no. Like you can make like again the right choreographer and the right director, you can make anybody a badass. 
Again, that's, that's what I'm asking you. Like, is he just winning? All right, here's the difference. Again. Like, so we watched a joke where she was just beating the crap out of people. Yeah. And somebody with similar size and stature, hmm. Tom Cruise, he wins fights in Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise really doesn't beat the fuck out of anybody in Mission Impossible. He did in fucking um, Jack Reed. Well, I, I'm <laughs> okay. talking, well, yeah, well, I'm saying, but my point is, is that like, the fact that he's smaller in stature is more believable that he gets thrashed around a little bit before oh, yeah. he can win a fight. I, yeah. I agree. And, and I Mission agree. Impossible is definitely more realistic because he definitely gets beat up before yeah. he wins. If, if you want to step up the realism, you don't make them a Terminator. You make them take hits, take hard hits, and then power through it. I agree. Yes. They won't, Dude, just, they be like, they won't just be like grabbing people by the neck and tossing them without ever like flexing or any, you know, shifting of weight or anything. Yeah. I, but that comes down to good choreography and good directing like you need to make the small stature be something that they use to their advantage like going low and taking a leg out and then turning around quicker than the person's falling things like that like you could do it is what i'm saying and they could have done it in this movie and they didn't yes i I 100 agree also elijah was already action star lord of the rings one two and three so there you are Uh, let's go on to (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize i didn't realize taking a long fucking walk was uh what it needs what the previous watch jaren watch your mouth you're you're treading on bad soil here (laughs) all right let's go ahead and jump on to one of the original action stars in cartoon history we have he-man masters of the universe revelations that just dropped on netflix and so we're going to talk about that because i know all you he-Man fans just are oh, dying to hear our take. <laughs> yeah, hear our takes on He-Man. So let's go ahead and start with Jason number A. What are your thoughts on the new He-Man cartoon? Uh, one, I enjoyed this. Um, I hate that it was so short, um, but I, 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 I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked that the fact that they basically, here's a spoiler, kill He-Man from the very start because honestly, He-Man's the dumbest character. I mean, literally, he's the worst. I mean, the, the name is dumb. He's dumb. It's all dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And they kill him straight up. They kill him and Skeletor from the get, from the rip. And I liked how it was basically about Tila trying to regain her confidence and regain uh, her family in order to save Eternia from dying and things. And it was a really, and it was a really like good journey. Um, Yeah, it was great. Uh, Talk about a person who's believable, a badass. Tila is definitely one of them because they gave her the lesbian undercut. See, that's what you need to do. Mm. You need to give her the, the undercut, and that way it totally makes everything believable. <laughs> facts, facts. But yeah, um, there were some um, a lot of characters from the He-Man original series died in this, and it were some some Orm dies, and and they Orm. go to hell, and they go to heaven, and and the original Gr- Castle Grayskull is a black dude. Oh, that was fucking badass as shit. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that even makes He-Man even, even lamer is the fact that all the other people in, in heaven were like, we get to choose our forms. We chose our power form and this fucking nerd over here is looking like his normal self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adam getting shit on in heaven. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Um, I hate... like Literally, I hate the fact that it's like well, only five or six episodes or something. Five. Like five episodes. And it definitely ends on a cliffhanger. Um, and... Yeah, they could have just given us a whole season and not end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> like a whole like ten episodes mm-hmm. or at least a few more episodes and not end on a cliffhanger. But other than that, like animation quality is pretty solid. It's not like the best out there in the world, but it's not egregiously bad. Um story was pretty solid. Everything was good. And they added more black people in it because that was something He Man sorely lacked. 
was mm-hmm. people of color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than All that, right. and, and kind of also, you know, make fun of the fact that like pretty much every character in this is a muscle bound, you know, amalgamation of a muscle bound dude with a fucking head on a, of an animal. So <laughs> it was great. It was, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Kevin Smith did a, a good job with the material that he was given. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Jerry, your thoughts right there at the end of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, he man is like, all right, well, let me back up. Okay, so there is some controversy about this show, and one person uh, wrote about, you know, uh, Kevin Smith shitting on a great story. And I'm like, have they ever watched? Yeah, ever? what great story? Like, there is no story. It's a giant <laughs> dude with yeah. a sword. Fights another giant dude with a skeleton face. There is yeah. no story okay. there whatsoever. We're, we're here to sell fucking toys, guys. Yeah, well, here's, I think, selling. and I'm not sure if they're referring to this. I think, and I'm speculating. They have to be referring to the early 2000s version, which was really, really good. And if he's talking about that, then I, I probably would agree. But if he's talking about the 80s bullshit. Yeah, then nah, of the we 80s. Out. Yeah, I don't oh, remember. Well, then, yeah, I don't remember the good. 2000s one. Yeah, because nobody watched it because it was like the Thundercats one. Nobody watched it. Oh, but that was so good. <laughs> yes, the, the He-Man one is good, like the Thundercats one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah, go for it. Sure, why not? How the <laughs> fuck are you going to cast Mark Hamill and kill his motherfucking ass off the, off the first fucking episode? <laughs> God damn it, man. Not come back I hear him episode. talk, I'm like, yes! And then he's like, dead, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Mother- also, the voice cast in this was amazing. Yes, yes. Jorah, Jorah Mormont from uh, Game of Thrones doing a great man at arms. Phenomenal. That wasn't Jorah Mormont. Yeah. It was uh it was not Jorah Mormont. It, it was, was um it was Davos, Sir Davos. It was Ian Ian McKellen, uh, not Ian McKellen, but Ian Gilliam. Sir Davos. Okay, they sound so right show, different character. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. The one that was chasing around uh Daenerys. No, no. This is the, the onion knight. Oh, the one that stood by and watched the other dude burn his kid. Burn his kid. Well, he wasn't there for that, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Number one dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, still great. Father's Day. Go to those great barbecues, right? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> uh, Cringer uh, reminded me why I fucking hated that character from the rip. Ugh, gross. At least they. At least it was consistent. Um, Orko though did a swap on me. I fucking hate Orko. I think he's the worst thing ever. And this Orko, not, not horrible. And spoiler alert, his sacrifice was, was a little touching. Also, it was kind of badass with the rings and the way they, Mm -hmm. that idea of focusing the magic with the rings and then using them to bind the guy. I kind of thought that was kind of dope. Um, yeah. Uh, heaven. Um, so, Every time they cut to that gray skull spire, was that a water slide running through it? I mean, <laughs> was that a tram? Like, what the fuck was going on with that shit? Like, it I'm looked sure like it's heaven, I, I water think that it's heaven and heaven probably has a lot of water slides. I mean, let's be real. And they're probably really fun, but uh, they <laughs> mm-hmm. never really went mm-hmm. into that. Um, Tila was phenomenal. Uh, and I loved her friend. And also, uh, completely not part of any of the canon that I'm aware of. A tech cult after the magic started to fade away. I fucking <laughs> loved that. That so was awesome. Dope. So cool. They were like, like diet, what's the guy's diet. name? Try eye or yeah. 
Forms which, by the way, his eye only moved every now and again, and it was always yeah. goofy as fuck when it did. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were like diet, the diet version of the Borg because they didn't have the nanotubules. So they had to like, here, just drink the nanos, the nanobots, please. <laughs> um, that father daughter thing hit me a little harder than I thought it would when the daughter like splayed into all the little like tentacle arms from, from the nanobots. That life too. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, that, that sucks. They couldn't save them. Uh, but they uh, wanted to be there. Right. No, well, the dad, uh, she was a kid. The dad wanted to be there. They both wanted to be there. Yeah. And the kid just wanted the dad to love her. So she was like, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the black chick that runs with Tila, she's dope. Uh, I liked dope her. Stuff. I liked, I liked her, her command of of like she's like i'm not a fighter i'm an engineer but i'll fight when i need to but i'm an engineer and every cool. time there was a cool thing with tech i was like i believed that she was able to fix it she was kind of like um was it thomas jefferson from america <laughs> <laughs> she, was oh. like, she was a little iron man and i was there for it i was all about it <laughs> uh but yeah no it was it was fun it was short um and God, I, I know that he is there something because I, I was I watched it with Alex and he I asked him, I was like, why didn't they fix He-Man's tragic haircut? And he was like, because apparently Kevin Smith made some agreement that he wasn't going to do any remarkable change to the characters. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was silly, like those hover things that they had that look the, the, the thing that spins around him looks like that Lego piece that we all have. That's like supposed to make a tree or something. Mm -hmm, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, at any rate, it's it, a lot of it was animated okay, but it was still kind of really old style. And I'm like, mm, all right. Um, there were a couple directorial decisions with angles that I don't think the animators or the artists were kind of up to. There was a, and the one that really stands out is when they're in hell, uh, Tila looks up. And she's standing like in a circle, like like right, I guess, when the mists come around her and her body looks all deformed and weird. Like they didn't know how to draw her from straight up and down, like with the camera looking straight down. They're like, this is what we think humans look like um, from that angle. So uh, there were a couple things they could have fixed and the animation was all right. It definitely isn't anything to write home about. There's some there's some some stillness in the frames that they could have brought a little more life to, but all in all, based on the eighties subject matter and what they had to work with, I think they succeeded in creating something. I, I, you know what? The nicest thing I can say about it. I watched it back to back to back to back. And mm -hmm. I wanted, as soon as one ended, I wanted to watch the next one. It kept me in, it kept me enthralled. It kept me invested. And I don't like He-Man at all. So I was kind of, and the fact that they got rid of him immediately, I was like, Oh, well now I can watch that. <laughs> So yeah, right. uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Also, uh, if you've ever played Legend of Zelda, whenever you run into Dark Link, she had to fight Dark He Man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Shadow He Man, let's go. I don't um, like. Yeah, man. Um, he was barely in it, man. That's pretty much. <laughs> I love your puns, you your puns, man. Keep making oh, yeah, that's it. Is that the title? Is that the title for this episode? He, he, <laughs> he was barely, yeah, he was barely in it. <laughs> Like, you got a He-Man show with no He-Man, which I would have been fine with. I would have been fine with if you gave me all this that happened here, like, after, like, episode two should have been shifted to part two. 
part one should have been episode one, and you should have gave me four other episodes of us living in this new era of the world with magic being almost non-existent. So we can feel what how it's destroying it's all the cities and towns and around it. And we can walk through Tila's eyes as her being a wanderer to see this and see why by the point that we get to part two, why this is so important. They got to complete this mission. It pretty much was like, hey, the magic is gone. Okay, let's get the band back together. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, I'll do it, Tila. Maybe <laughs> not. Okay, I'll do it, Tila. And it's like, well, hold on. If it was that easy to get it back together, like what? Why did y'all let this shit go bankrupt before you did it? Like Tila did it with, I mean, if it's the steal a line from uh uh so with the screen uh screen rants, like barely a concern. Like it was it was barely an inconvenience at all. Like don't, <laughs> don't, don't kill easy. us here, don't copyright. We would have done this anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> right, right. Barely an inconvenience at all. Like she just walked to him and was like, Yeah, do it. even her being convinced to do it was barely an inconvenience at all. Like all this animosity you had, and it was like, give you some more rubies and gems. Uh, okay, we'll do it. Which that character had never been set up to be just a greedy mongerer of needing money because you just hit a score. So even more, you'd be like, oh, I don't need your extra money, man. Like we just hit because the way the the her shorty kept talking about how much money they just made in one and two adventures. Most people would be like, Nah, I'm not trying to get back that deep into the game, shorty. I left it for a reason. So I would have liked to see the whole world breathe more and do it. I will admit, I'm not a fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar's voice acting with Tila. I thought it was off. It just didn't feel genuine. It felt like it was Sarah Michelle Geller talking, he not actually like being him. a character. He's definitely yeah, not yeah. I mean, Grand Bay's like, well, she's Sarah Michelle Geller. That's what she's supposed to sound like. I didn't know Lena Headley was. I knew who she was. She was Eva Lynn, oh, but it like did Lena not Hedley. feel like her. No, like she didn't felt feel like, like a new character. I don't know the disrespect too of her throwing the gems at their feet. The fuck. Do we not hand? <laughs> do we not hand money to people we're trying to buy services from in this world? I, like I, no, I was like, believe me, I was dance like, with this bitch. Rain up in here in gemstones. I really need so, your help for this goblet and just chucks money on the floor. Pick it up. <laughs> yeah, like I said, just wasn't a fan of Sarah Michelle Gillis Teal. I, I don't. I, and maybe you guys were. It just it felt like she didn't do anything different to her voice. She just talked, and that was it. Um. I do think a misuse was done. I mean, with you having Mark Hamill and he's pretty much in for barely none of the time. But I get it. It is what it is. I thought that, but I did enjoy the story that was being told. Even I said, I wish it would have meant part one would have, as saw, like you said, shown the stakes at, at hand. But for how it ended, I feel like, okay, I'll go with it because now you've made the stakes really high now by how you ended it. I just wish it just would have been a little bit more inconvenient for her to do this because it felt like then this whole time they all could have just done this shit and been fine. But instead, they made it seem like, oh, the world's about to go be ruined and be destroyed. And it's like, okay, some parts are poor. Okay, but it seems like the rest of the world is just kind of going about their business. Like, if because we had her in like the, the market yards and all that stuff. So either no here, here nor there. Um, I, I thought it was fun because, like you said, it's a trash IP. Let's call it what it is. I, I'm a huge He-Man guy. I had the He-Man sword growing up where you can swing it. It does the sound effects. And I love He-Man. It's a trash IP. You have the power, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trash IP. I had a He-Man so, sword, too, when I was a kid. Yeah. So I, the, say, the fact that I really like where you're going with this, Jason. Like, like if they had done it more like The Last Airbender, where... Like, 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 I, I, I know, I know, I know. You. You, you like, you. No, like, you. This, this traveling scenario where you really get to world build because you see 
how things are happening. And, yeah. and there's an overarching story where they're going to end at the end of the season, but we get episodes that really show the human side of the tragedy that's happening on this world. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, that would have been a way better show. And I even figured out in my mind, in my head, can I'm like, an easy way to do this would have been. There? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, they, when they got the last bit of magic, they would have been like, hey, this is enough magic to get you to travel to X, Y, and Z destination to X, Y, and Z destination. So in between this magical traveling, they could have had these conversations. When they had to stop, they would have to stop sometimes for it to recharge a bit, to travel some more. You have conflict in these places. Like, it's right. an easy workaround. It'd be like, hey, look, you can only go but so far on it before it has to recharge. But if you do this right, you can make it to X, Y, and Z destination that can help, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, cool. We can see what's going on in this world and why this mission is so important. That would eventually, hopefully, would have turned Tila to be like, okay, I know I kind of you know gave up on all this stuff, but I I'm seeing the world now. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, we have to get magic back because it's not about me and He-Man anymore. It's more about me saving this planet now because if I don't, it gets fucked up. But no, nah, it was just like, here's some rubies and some golds. Go do this job and come with me. And she's like, I don't want to. But my girlfriend does. Oh, sorry. My friend does. So <laughs> let me they just were def Yeah. No question. <laughs> they were definitely leaning hard that that's just not her friend. You know, yeah. she going to the yeah. cookout. She going to family reunion. She bringing the weddings and shit. But but then you have you have her being so pissed off at Adam for hiding. And even then, there were there was they, she was like Adam's just my friend. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were so, like, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? He lied. She's bisexual. Why are you so mad? That? Why are you so mad that you're leaving the whole fucking, your whole career in the fucking kingdom because Adam lied to you? Why are you so? To mad? be honest, though, um, she's definitely the top, and Adam would be the bottom. Oh, no oh, question. Sure. <laughs> so even, I'm even when he you. goes into He-Man form for the first time in front of her, he's still. Oh, He-Man's definitely a bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will admit that I did like that part that, but I don't think they accomplished it well, but I thought the, the attempt was there to make He-Man fallible. Like, I think the intercutting of the past scenes and blah, 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 showing, like, like the showing that he's not the goody two-shoes that we all think he is to be. And I think when you finally get to heaven and you see him, they should have made his dilemma that he wasn't that guy. That's why he wanted to stay in his regular meek form as a symptom to be like, yeah, I did some shit, but I kind of was a little bit like shady or I wasn't always so honest. Like, I feel like that could have been a better transition. Cause you're right. Why the fuck would you want to be the measly dude with all these buff ass cats running around this town? Like what is wrong with you, my man? Yeah, like, when, did, when did he become the avatar? They're all like, we were the champions before you. They'll be champions after you. Like I didn't realize there was a line I didn't of suspicion for him and, I didn't know there was a backstory to He-Man at all. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I, I, I like that upgrade. Added that. I thought that was yeah, cool. Yeah. That it, like, yeah, yeah. You know that he wasn't the, the original dude. Ever been nope. in Eternia, but yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, it's He-Man. Who who needs a fucking backstory? Big muscly yeah. guy fights big muscly big other muscly guy with guy. skeleton face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, but I did like that. It was like this kind of oh, uh, He-Man wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't everything everybody thought he was, especially to Tila. And I thought that was a good dynamic they tried to play in. I think they missed the mark on it very heavily, but I thought that was a good angle they were trying to put in there. But uh, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it, man. It's fucking He-Man, shit. What, what else, what more can we say? <laughs> I guess we can say. <laughs> Best review ever. It's fucking He-Man, man. What the fuck yeah. you want from this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess what we can oh. say is what our ratings will be for this one. Wait, so what, Jason one number thing. eight. As uh, soon as I find out the world's gonna die because the magic's being used up, I would have cut Orko's fucking head off. Just that person just, just done. 
<laughs> that motherfucker just existing. The fact that he's floating, yo, motherfucker, you're using up magic, man. That's keeping the world together, and you're using. The fucking <laughs> we need that shit, man. I like you'd be done, done. <laughs> this motherfucker. All right, what's your rating? I would give it a solid three. Uh, you know, it's on Netflix. There's no reason why not to watch it. Other than the Ooh. fact that you don't know who He-Man is, but even then, it doesn't really matter because they explain the whole fucking thing in four minutes. <laughs> so, Not it's a solid three. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree. Uh, three, absolutely. Uh, the animation could have been better. Uh, funny take on. I I know they don't call it He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. They just call it Masters of the Universe. But uh, and I, that was a that that should have been a clear sign that He-Man wasn't going to be a big part of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, solid three. Some of the characters blow, uh, but they fixed a lot of the characters. Um, and they yeah, it, it it did suck, and it'll it'll keep you interested for the. It, it was for me. Jason says it was the. It was too short for me. It was the right amount of time because it's. I think it's five episodes at about twenty six minutes. It's about a movie. So just just run through it. It's fun. All right. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'll give it a three. Stream it. It's good. Netflix. All right. Have fun with it. Uh, let's go on to our last comment of it. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about animation. So we got into this huge thing as we won third place at the Battle and Brew Trivia Night, um, Star Trek Trivia Night. I did nothing but hand in the cards. I was a huge contributor because of that. But you're looking at the two Dons, the the, the, the trivia guru masters here, Jason number A and Jaron are the ones that led us to a third place finish. Congratulations to all of us and you guys. But we started talking about animation. We had a comment about animation and anime itself. And uh, Jason and Jaron have very starch, hard, strong opinions. Yeah. We have uh, strong anime. Very, very potatoy. Yes, uh, on uh, very potato on anime. So I don't know which one of you guys want to start, but go ahead. The floor is yours. I'll, I'll start because I feel like okay. I feel like I need to explain basically me and Jaren's kind of outlook on animation on anime because I came from a place where I was a huge anime fan back in high school, and then I went to art school to study animation. And we both, me and Jaren, the thing you guys got to know is that me and Jaren, Jaren and I, that's how you say it. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> that we both went to the artist of, of of Atlanta and we both studied media arts and animation that I did not graduate. Sorry, mom. I wasted a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Jaren, I don't think you gra- did you graduate? Yeah. Jaren graduated the three-year program. Four. So um at that school we had, you know, our teachers were animators. Our teachers were most some of them were working animators. Uh a, a few of them had worked for Disney in the past, a few of them were karma book artists. Um, one of the things that I was taught, we are taught the history of animation. We are taught the ins and outs of like why this art form came to be. And we're mm-hmm. also taught about another form of animation, which is anime and how that came to be. And our teachers being American animators are, were very opinionated about Japanese animation. It, it's a thing. And a lot of us, we went to the school because we were into anime. That's the why we were there. And a lot of those sentiments were expressed <laughs> and then were, I would say, um, strongly discouraged would be <laughs> would be how I would put it, at least in my time there. They wouldn't grade um, you well. Yeah. So 
the anime style there's yeah i mean there's several different styles of anime i mean because let's be honest anime is not a genre it's literally a type of animation it is a Mm. animation produced in a certain area it's animation produced in japan they have certain cultural styles certain work ethics that are just simply different from us here in the united states it's just the way it is it's it's anywhere animation produced in fucking russia is going to be different than the shit produced here all right Right. that's just how it is it's not better or worse in my humble opinion it's just different and those differences are the things that i don't like personally right so and we 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 are taught those differences and those things that we are taught to do as animators you get to the things that we now are associated as tropes a part of anime you get to not like as you are learning through this game and this is not I mean, I'm not saying this as a monolith as all American animes hate anime. I'm there are plenty of dudes that graduated from from artists in Atlanta who are still fucking anime heads. Mm-hmm. I just not one of them. <laughs> and Jaron obviously is not one of them. And a lot of things that you you tend to see in anime that you have you know that they the reasons why they did them for for those reasons, you know, they kind of just irk you. Like a lot of stuff that are tropes like, you know, the introspective thought of a character, um, what are there some good ones? Um, it's all about saving frames. Yeah, they're they're literally like the style as a as a whole is about saving as much time on as of animation as possible. And as as your animator, you're like that doesn't make any sense. Even though as an animator, you're like you know ten frames of work, <laughs> you know right. a second of work is a lot of fucking work. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you understand that like they're just trying to save money and time, and that's why we're doing it. And you know as an animator, you're like well that's bullshit, but also the same thing is like everybody wants to save money in time you don't want to spend you know 90 hours you know sitting at your desk you know so you can draw four seconds of anime not even four seconds a second of animation so but a lot of those things that we associated with um anime you know you you cannot help but see it now like i cannot watch even the newer stuff where they mm-hmm. they uh you know move away from that I, it, you know, when they put one tropey thing of anime, it's just like, it's like nails to a chalkboard to me. And I just like, I cannot watch it. I cannot like unsee it. Like once you know the trick is there, like it's like seeing a magic trick and you know, the magic, once you know, the magic trick is there, you can't unsee the magic trick. Yeah. And like, if you say that's a magic trick, if you are a magician and you say, that's not the way you should do that trick, you know, you, it, it, it's grading. It is, it's just grading. And like that's the way I feel about it, you know. And I'm not saying that all anime is bad. I mean, there are definitely some that are not as good as others that do lean more into this heavy <laughs> sort of thing than others do. But a lot of it still has those tropes, and and it's getting into American animation because of anime being so popular that we are now not we were, we've always kind of seen it, but it's just like now being more prevalent. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of annoying too. <laughs> so. well, like like that Batman we reviewed like a week or two ago. There were some very frozen frames with just a mouth moving in a couple of them. Uh, and that's one of the scenes. things that you, you were taught like, is like a holding move, like a holding move, right? Yeah. Like where like you should never have a frame that is completely static. You should never have a second on there that's completely static. And that's and something that is a moving mouth. Yeah, and that's something that is common in a lot of anime, you know? And that's something that you were told specifically not to do. 
there should always be some movement, well thought off movement. Even if a person is just sitting there breathing, you should bring life into that character, you know? And, you know, in a lot of anime, it's just, that's a picture. That is a fucking picture. That's an illustration that you put on there. (laughs) And And you just put a voice over over it. (laughs) It's worse they don't get the, uh, if there's like an exposed shoulder and the skin tone is slightly different than the neck because that part is being animated roughly to move. And it's and a lot of the stuff, you know, you can even see in earlier, um, like especially stuff in the 70s, like Scooby-Doo, a lot of Hanna-Barbera stuff. You can see a lot of that stuff in there too. And, you know, after a while, you know, we got the shitty (laughs) He-Man where it's a lot more (laughs) dynamic, but still, you know, there's a lot of that stuff still hidden in there. But, you know, you get to like good stuff like Pixar or I mean and you and you can see that care and dedication put into each frame you know you just like I want to do that stuff I don't want to do Dragon Ball Z I want to do Toy Story you know mm. and it's that's at least dark, the way I feel about it I'm sure Jerry there's a dark side to that too because yeah. like I got I got out of college and then Minions was a thing and I was like I didn't spend four years learning about anatomy of people just animate one little yellow butt plug <laughs> that doesn't have any discernible like uh you know character like, design or not structure like or anything yeah i was like what the fuck it's it's two points of animation it's just that's all it is it's five ah, <laughs> most popular thing on the planet for like two years i was like oh shit they still get the kids out there they still get oh them. yeah yeah it's very popular <laughs> but, but you're not i want to i want to understand your So, I agree with literally everything you just said, 100%. You and I are on the same frequency when it comes to that. I will say that there are certain animes that I've watched where the directors will do something very interesting with the camera. uh, And oftentimes, it's not the whole movie or the whole show. And oftentimes, more often than not, it's a movie. Uh, where they have a very, you know, we're talking an hour and a half. We can go balls to the walls on like seven scenes and the rest of it, we're going to tamp it down a bit so that we can make the deadline or whatever it is uh, or, or, you know, pay the people enough Um, (laughs) or pay them at all. (laughs) Pay them at all. (laughs) Well, we could either pay you or, you know, freshen up our suicide nets. One of the two. Um, (laughs) But they uh, uh, there was one uh, there. There are a couple studios that really kill it. Um, The the Korean studio that they sent Avatar to to be animated, I thought was brilliant because they 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 also but they they did things where they were like um, between this point in the story and this point, you're going to hover on Aang for three more seconds and you are free to animate any way you want, but he cannot be static. So you end up with things like when he's embossing safe for the first time and he sees something delivers line. And then he walks along a gutter with his arms out and he's just kind of like balancing. That was completely the animators doing something interesting that the writers had no point at no, no point of in, like, they didn't say I need him to do this this way. They were like, you have three or four seconds where we don't have anything, but the camera's going to hang on him for pacing. Make him move. And they did a lot of good stuff with it. Uh, you have the people that made Paramore. I can't think of the studio at the moment. Uh, it's Studio Kier, maybe? Someone's going to... Yeah, some animator's going to like uh, kill me. But the, uh, they did... An, it was an amazingly kinetic 
and and wild camera motiony animation. But again, it was a movie uh, that was about firefighters and they were fighting the burnish, and it was awesome because they were mech warrior firefighters. It was it was it was just a fuck ton of fun. Um, but the camera was always moving, and you were seeing you were seeing really dynamic motion picture style directing but in animation and you were, they were the best part of animation is that your camera doesn't physically need to be there. You don't need to yeah. deal. You don't need to dial it down to re reality because you don't need to keep it on, on a drone for shots or a crane or handheld. You can, you can have a main character running at it and then it can turn around and be inside his eye in one movement. And then it's running back the other way. And then it's the smoothest, most, organic transition ever it's only about your you, imagination and your skill of your animators <laughs> yeah. or or the director yeah, yeah. right but it, like yeah i mean you the sky is the limit with animation and it's it's just upsetting when you have great stories that are told boring it's the same thing with with motion pictures in general like uh and, and i love edgar wright like he is a master of telling a story and being funny and he the, that frame that window is is a tool in and of itself like things coming in and out of the frame can be funny can be played for dramatic or or or, or maybe made ominous intense like that window into what you're seeing is something that people have gotten either uninspired with using or 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 bored and 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 don't quite know what to do with it like there are that is people need to think of the frame that is around the movie as an amazingly disconnected window into whatever story you're telling and use it to its full extent. And I think people get lazy and they'll stave it off. They'll stack it on a, a tripod and they'll just let two heads talk at each other or something. Whereas you could be telling a lot about who a character is by fidgets in their hands with a, with a, a close, like, you know, like a smash close up of, of their hands. Like while the conversation's still going on, you've established these two people are talking and maybe one of them's nervous because you know, one of them's lying and the audience is aware of it, or maybe they're not. And then you smash cut to their hand and you still have enough. You, you observe the rules of cinema so that you, you, you know, they stay on the left or the right side. Um, you don't ever cross the line, but maybe their hand is by their their side and they're everybody. like picking at yeah at a nail or something and they're like you can that's all you need to tell that one person is nervous and they're probably hiding something and it's something the other character might not even notice but now the audience is clued in and you don't have to fucking spell it out like m night did in uh old where everybody <laughs> spelled out everything about everything so you know i mean there, there are creative ways to approach this and i think that animation is the, one of the most pure ways to do that because you don't have an actual camera you can put your frame anywhere you want it can follow a blade into a body and you can see sinew and meat splicing ahead of the blade coming in and then go straight out the back and come around like i mean there's so many cool things you can do with animation now we're getting to the point where cg you can you can accomplish the same things with cg and it's a beautiful thing when you have somebody that's creative and can have fun with it but animation was the purest it was the start of it and it, and, and it's it sucks when it's squandered and when you have a still, you have a still frame with a mouth moving where the jawline doesn't even move. Where I'm sorry, when my mouth moves, my fucking head shape changes. Like when that doesn't happen, but the mouth is just a flappy thing, and the jawline doesn't change. Like it's it's or it's the wasted. whole shape of the face doesn't even change. Yeah, you know? it's wasted. Like, or yeah. like if you or and there's a lot of, a lot of stuff like you would say like when they're trying to emote, 
like a lot of the times, and I'm and I'm just saying generality. I'm not saying all the time, and they're, they're not any shows that don't do it. But instead of like actually trying to depict an emotion, you'll just do like something really quick, like you know the shaded eyes or the little one um, drop yeah, yeah. of, of mm. a sweat or whatever. And you know that's a part of the genre now. You know that's and that's under a hundred percent fine. You know it's all this stuff is fine because that's a part of what this is. It's just for people who like myself and Jared who have studied these things or who have wanted to create something like this. It's it's frustrating to watch. It's common. Yeah, and when you just like you could have done so much more in that ten seconds, but you know you only getting paid forty cents a frame, or not even right. that. You're paying, getting paid. Uh, like a half a cent a frame and you got like nine more hours of work left because you don't they don't get you to leave after eight hours and you know, you know and maybe you've made thirty dollars today so yeah you're going to just do a fucking you know yeah drop or whatever you know so All that's right. the way oh. we feel <laughs> <sighs> it's, a, it's a lot it's a lot there um it's a lot to take in <laughs> It's for I'll me start six with years one. Of art school. <laughs> yeah. I'll start with one. I think a lot more modern anime is getting away from the tropial static things you guys are talking about. Two, most American animation does kind of the same thing. I don't know if you guys have been watching the landscape of American animation. It, it's it's very everybody's doing cost effective saving measures. Now the issue I think you guys are having, which is a fair enough point, is that you guys are taking animated movies, particularly, and then just composing it versus an anime series, typically, where that movie, they have all the money, sit here, here's the bundle, let's get this done, let's knock this out, X, Y, and Z. You have intense direction from someone because they have a thought of what they want this to look and feel like and everything like that with the movie versus a Naruto show where they're working year round and they know they got to do almost 80 episodes in this year and they got to get this shit done. And they are just getting over with people selling. This is the general gist of the episode. And maybe this is the action scene we need. Let's get it done. Because if you look at some of the anime movies, like we talked about one day trying to review the Demon Slayer movie, it's less of what the things that you guys have now, based on the trope stuff, the, the drop of the thing. And, but a lot of that stuff now is like the characters are reacting, but actually are moving or shaking or doing different things and just being like mouth wide open and eyes white in a drop. And it's like, that's it. Like they're actually doing something that's more fluent now um, because now they're realizing that this animation thing is no longer just big in their country or area is big worldwide. So let's be completely real. Jason, as you will test, and I think even Jaren would attest, most of our first experience with Dragon Ball Z was either Toonami or Saturday mornings. And that's all you got for anime. That was it. That was all we got over here in America for anime. You typically. might get Robotech on sci-fi if you were, if yeah. you were in the know. I think, my <laughs> right, 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 right. I think my first one was Fist of the North Star. So. Right, but even that one, like it was like, usually you had to get that off someone who knew someone that could boot like it, it was a it was a struggle to get anime in to see it. Right, yeah, yeah. I remember Fist of No Star watching it on um a VHS, a yeah, in a comic book store. Yeah, so I remember watching Fist of Nova. like it like it, you had to have a like you had to know somebody sometimes. So yep. anyway, but I think because they were animating in their own area in their own style, 
like us, they knew nothing different. Like how you guys, like, hey, you got American animation, you know nothing different. So when you see the reverse of it, it's kind of like, well, this is lazy animation, quote unquote, because you look at it and go, we're taught to always have something. They're like, but also I think in America, we know we have like things like labor laws that are <laughs> those animators are going to work all year round. They're probably going to have three months off every year. Those Maybe. guys don't. <laughs> so you literally have to pick and choose what's more important, having every shot per frame or getting the episode out so I can keep my job. <laughs> and that's the issue, I think, when you go into the animation styles. But I think as more anime gets more popular around the world, which is pretty much, I can make an argument, probably the most popular animation form right now. Oh, um, most certainly. I, that's not because even it's in, Yeah, Yeah, and because it's all the kids like us that grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and all those places. They went to make their own cartoons and they take some of that tropish stuff that they liked in anime and they put it into it. I mean, you can make an argument that all the best action scenes in America, American animation, especially when it comes to fights, they all feel very anime-ish just because of that's just the evolution of what they've become. I think the issue with anime, though, exclusively to what you guys are speaking to, is that it's like we talked about the Dragon Ball Z thing. Dragon Ball Z, they'll have a fight, and then they'll start punching each other, and then it's just black lines. And you're like, what the? And that fight know? takes six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's literally the trope of Dragon Ball Z that they yeah. can't get out of now. So they have to keep giving you that. They've kind of cut down a bit on the, I need to charge up for five episodes thing. It only so takes three episodes. That's an improvement. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say, it only takes three. So that's kind of good. But I think a lot of that has to do with time constraints. And like you said, I got to get this this episode out. So if I'm going to have 15 minutes of Goku charging up on Namek looking at hurt. Freezer, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, that's what I got to do to get this episode out. So I, I think also, too, for a guy who doesn't check on animation like you guys check on it, I always say that to me that the, the, the defining moment is, does this shit look cool? Does it feel fucking cool? I will admit, a lot of the dialogue, expositional shit, don't look and feel cool. It, it, I will tell anybody that starts watching anime, you're going to probably give it about 10, 15 episodes before shit gets real good, which right. I feel like everybody will be like, well, that's a dumbass requirement. But I'm going to be like, that's that's the reality of anime. Like, it's going to be a lot of dumb conversations and flashbacks and a bunch of other shit going on because they feel like they almost want to get all the exposition dump out the way to get to the main fight. And then after that's over, give you a whole bunch of exposition dump after that to get to the next villain and give it like, it's just the, the, the tropes of anime. And I think because they're doing a year round thing. So instead of you're getting your Netflix, you know, 15 episodes and it's done, they're giving you, like I said, 50 60 episodes in a season. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just cranking them out. So uh, yeah, they're like going to say, Oh yeah, well let's get all this shit out of the way. Cause we're going to spend all our energy probably for the next two weeks animating this fight. So we got to get about so many episodes done so we can just sit down and do this fight. And make it look good. So does it hurt the craft? Absolutely. It hurts the craft. But are you, if anybody's watching anime for the animation craft, for the dialogue, then I feel like you found the wrong animation. <laughs> That's what I would say. And again, I'm looking for the anime heads. We're talking more specifically about Shonen Jump. Because everybody will go, because I know we'll get flooded with a whole bunch of anime. It's like, look at this. And look how this inspired these American people. We get it. We get it. It's a whole... Ecosystem it's a of anime that isn't shown in jump. So we're talking more It sounds like the answer is if there's 52 weeks of the year and you're putting a show out every week, just make 42 episodes and take a month off, or you know, yeah, you know, or that's take not how it works. Months off. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and you only got 42 weeks. 
staggered that means ten weeks where you ain't getting paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go ahead and tell that. Go ahead and tell that country that, Jaren. Pay, pay go, more. Put that yeah, in the suggestion yeah. box. <laughs> how how many episodes of Naruto are there? Shit, you mean just Naruto? <laughs> yeah. Not including Shippuden? Just the first season? The first season? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was because because I, I recently I recently uh, a friend of mine is working on animation and he wants a little bit of help with some background stuff and I was like okay and he was like. I need you to. Uh, he was like, "You've seen Naruto, right?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." And he was like, "Well, you, it, just Google the best Naruto fights." And I did, and the video is only six minutes long. And so I'm assuming that spans all of it, and only know, six minutes of it were fun. So <laughs> the however many, no, however six much minutes time, was the best. Yeah, however much time makes up the rest <laughs> of Naruto is apparently just talking heads. And I'm like, well, I'm glad just I didn't waste my time on that. Or someone was like, oh, I only got six minutes on YouTube, so let's just give me the best of the best of the best rather than just the we best. Put, we put two hours up on YouTube regularly, including tonight. Yeah, because all we're right. sitting here talking and we're not animating shit, all right? You want to put two hours of animation up? We'll be fucking here all year. Not even True. all year. We'll be, it'll take us three or four years. To do yeah, that. more than that, depending on the quality. <laughs> yeah. and if it's just the two of us, probably ten. Yeah, okay. a, lot of, a lot of talking heads at that point. Yeah, very animated. Okay, so I'm gonna drop a lot of friends. It'll be a lot of fucking still friends and that shit. <laughs> Naruto has 222 episodes. Chaputin has 500 episodes. Yeah, and now they're on uh, Baruto, which I think has about 80 episodes right now. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Last fights six minutes, and one of those fights had that thing they do where I think Naruto was fighting like an emo kid, and he was punching a lot. And you saw like six of his fists, but it was a still image and they just panned up the image, but you could hear punches like, <laughs> but it was a still image that they were just panning up. And I'm like, mm -hmm. call, call creativity, James, call creativity with a deadline. <laughs> Is that what you call that? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but here's the thing. Hold on, like, and, and real quick, because I, I think this is just real, just because I know we're getting close and we're really, really long. But do you really yeah. think these anime animators are just sitting around going, "Oh, I don't feel like working today," so still, oh, of course not, All right. no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. not like a, an intentional lazy, sloppy thing. It's a well, it's we got time constraints, and if yeah. I don't do it, they will find somebody to replace me tomorrow. That yeah. will do this, shit. and I will dishonor so, my family. And if I don't have a yeah. job, I don't, yeah. <laughs> No, I understand. Yeah, people I'm are not, dying for this. I'm not shit. saying <laughs> any of these guys are lazy. I'm saying the system's broken. That's all I'm saying. My big, my big takeaway from this is I am glad that people are watching. That more people are watching anime. Yeah. Period. Like, if you like anime, more power to you. Congratulations. Good. Do that. Yes, do that. <laughs> because when I was a kid in high school, you know, and I'm not even talking about grown ass motherfuckers, grown ass adults. I'm talking about you know just high schoolers. You know, you said you like Dragon Ball Z. You're getting your fucking ass kicked. You know, the locker. <laughs> like someone's gonna call you a sexist slur to your face. You know, <laughs> another teenager, yeah. or, uh, or or racist, or even worse. You know, or racist, or even worse. You know, like why are you even liking that? That's for kids or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and it's like you know, adults make this. People who have families and mortgages and shit make this. People who are artists and have ideas and imagination make this and like it's it's much better to to enjoy something that has been someone has worked over and and, and put their time in than to just be like oh i'm an adult i gotta read the watch the news and worry about my taxes and shit now before <laughs> we get all the angry comments and all the angry emails or whatever we do i i think it's important that we and i, and I think jason 
number A will agree with me on this one. We are not talking about Studio Ghibli. Everything, <laughs> yes, let's also make that everything they do, clear. yeah, is absolutely <laughs> stunningly beautiful animation. It is it is the tier that everybody else should aspire to. <laughs> oh, and I guess it too, like that's what I, I didn't use it, but that's what I was saying. Judging movie versus movie versus show versus show. Like, I think a lot of times we as American audience, because we have so many animated movies that aren't like IPs from a series, hmm. that we just kind of have a habit of pitting the series versus the movies on us when it's like, yeah, they do a pretty good job when they have movies because they I have mean, just time and budget. It would be hard to get like a Disney quality feature length Disney quality thing on any sort of short form unless you're only doing like 10 seconds. But there are good there are good TV like uh, the new DuckTales has great animation in it. Uh, The 2011 Thundercat reboot uh, was an anime style, but I but it it also didn't fall to a lot of the tropes. There's a lot of motion, a lot of sweeping camera and it was television. So it it can be done and it has been done. It's just not as like. Avatar, depending on which studio yeah, did okay, the episode. <laughs> Time out. Just, just to make sure it's playing. You're like, yeah, it has been a dozen number because they're making one season in 52 weeks and they're making 52 episodes in 52 weeks. Yeah. Sometimes like, they're making one season you, in like two years. Yeah. If we're talking yeah, about like, like Rick and Morty, they're taking like yeah. four years and that shit should yeah. be yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go, hey, and I'm only going to give you 22 episodes. You got a year to do it. Hey, Jason, I need 50 episodes. You got a year to do it. Whose work would you think would be more quality? I'm you know I, what? You're, I would you're, assume you mine because I'm awesome. You're making you're making my point oh, for me go. that the system. Yeah. You're making my point for me that the system is broken. So when it works, it works, and you get quality animation. When the expectations are set correctly and the money is appropriately distributed, you get good animation. When the expectations are far out of the reach of a decent animator, and you just throw pe- bodies at it and pay them pen- pennies on the dollar, then you get animated series that are out every you know. Uh, 52 episodes or 52 episodes a year or whatever so uh, well, i guess maybe there's, there's a good way to do it there's a bad way to do it. five or six episodes well i don't think it's a good or bad way to do it i think it's just a style versus a style that you prefer because a perfect example is taking the music you can get an artist that doesn't have the back end of a big industry guy and all the help and stuff and he can make a really good album it won't sound as good as a kanye album with all the production and style he got but it's still it means it still can be really fucking good and I think that's the anime versus like like they don't have the time and the budget a lot of time these American cartoons are going to that they have like most anime isn't out to try to sell a toy where we know most American animation that is their main thing so they're going to put money behind it that's why young try to sell that toy <laughs> right so like and I'm saying so that's my thing is like I look at it and go I don't think it's a system is broke well yes I can the system be better for them yes yeah yeah the system <laughs> will be better for them but I'm saying like. For the conditions that they have and what they're trying to do, I think the work is very, very fucking good for that situation. Because I'm not judging anime against a pure another guy. Like I'm not judging the rich SAT kids score versus the guy in the hood score because the other guy had tutoring and other type of stuff. I'm saying, well, hey, he got a Jamal's want to come up. (laughs) (laughs) Jamal's what sets the culture in the twin the trends Trent up there. He just may go to Harvard and just just be successful because of the. He got a job anyway. He didn't even need to go to Harvard. His dad was going to hire him. <laughs> so is the anime artist the poor kid or the rich kid? In this? There's this the analogy went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, bro. I would say the anime artist is the poor kid who's setting the trends. Yes, that's the anime artist. I mean, honestly, Jason's correct about that because I mean, 
anime does is setting the trends now. It you know there's so much that is being influenced by anime, not only like in hip hop but in other genres, genres as well. Even back as I said, back into American animation is being heavily influenced by anime now. So yeah, you know whether we like it or not, fuck it, it's here. <laughs> you know, and that's the well, way I it is. What your teachers are saying now as they watch all this anime inspired. Uh, American there was always always a little bit of inspiration you go back to the 80s and you look at the real Ghostbusters which was one of my favorite cartoons growing up that was definitely had you know it was it was animated in like Japan or well mostly anything from like 1969 to 2001 was animated in other countries yeah they would only do the keyframes here and then they would ship Mm. everything off to other countries so only like the character designs and the style was here, but pretty much most of it was, you know, 400 dudes who had a week to finish this shit. Who could not leave until it was finished. So they were doing everything in their possible to get the fuck out of there. You know, that cheap Japanese knockoff animation. This is an even cheaper knockoff called Afghanistan animation. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, cause we'll probably get canceled after that. If Jaron gets bombed, we know why on that note, we are ending this. Cause I mean, you know, it, it's eventually one of us going to get offended by yeah, somebody's gonna it's be a super about troop, it. It's a super said. troopers quote. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Again, like I said, well, eventually somebody's <laughs> gonna get rid of us. Eventually. Uh, right. So thank you guys for listening to the Inward for Nerd podcast. I've already said all through this where you can find us. So you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Remember to share, like, and follow. I would love for you guys to comment because we will start reading your comments on air, on live. And responding to it, if somebody comes with uh, bitches, <laughs> exactly some hot yeah, takes, bring some heat. and I will even, <laughs> and I will even go even further. If you have a really, really good hot take, I will even invite you to come on the show and discuss your hot take with us, and we can. can make room. Jason number eight tells says we will tell you why you're wrong. So, you're <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you all for listening and joining us. Uh, Jaron, any closing words? Uh, I know Jason's going to say tip your waitress and be kind to your servers, but uh, I agree with him. So long as it's not that horrible waitress from Jolt, she deserved <laughs> what she she deserved what she got. Oh, Jason, number eight. Any closing words? Jared is wrong. Capitalism is the real criminal here. <laughs> be kind to one another. <laughs> <laughs> and we are signing off. And all I will say is stilted dialogue and bad camera. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>